Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. I need to get a timer for that. Yeah, we really should. And welcome, everybody, to another edition. That's right. It's we. It's we. It's that triple T with a B. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's to the turnbuckle. It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Uh, one pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small, but the, the pills that McCarthy's mother gave him don't do anything at all. McCarthy, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. I had to sit there and think about that last statement. Uh, wh- well, I was, I was, I was kind of playing off of White Rabbit, that old classic song by Jefferson Airplane. Sense. You know, it's a big league tune, really. It really is. Uh, they do a wonderful performance in uh, the original Woodstock in '69. If you uh, ever checked it out. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat all about that. Uh, we'll, I saved that for our running the ropes. Deal. So I, I think that's all right. And virtual, too good for the studio this week because he didn't want to shower. Uh, the one and the only, the real, the real, that's right, Onyx, I said it. The real Russell Fit champion. I'm talking about a man that is more inspirational than Tony Robbins. I'm talking about a man that's Lauren's future hubby. I'm talking about a man whose producing skills are getting questioned every single week by Jason McCarthy. Travis, Hot Wheels Nabber. Hot Wheels, how the hell are you, brother? Uh, I had to make sure that I wasn't muted because, you know, I have a tendency to do that when I'm doing virtual. I'm doing fantastic. Doing the show from the uh, new condo. New condo. So I had to get this this all set up. Ignore all the junk in the back. That's, you know... Non-existent. It's not there. That's, right. uh, <laughs> That's what I tell no, people. Do me. That's usually what I tell people too. Other than that, doing pretty well. A lot of interesting, very interesting wrestling things to talk about. Obviously, whole white rabbit deal and all that. So, looking forward to it all. Absolutely. Uh, I got a question for you, Never. Ooh, do tell. Have you and Lauren broken in the new place yet? I will not disclose that information. <laughs> My man. All righty. McCarthy, was that hit appropriate to ask? Uh, no. I'm just know. glad I have he- I'm I'm glad I have headphones in. I don't. Uh, oh, that's fair. I don't. I don't know his fiance that well to say yay or nay. So. Well, I don't know her either, but but. I know she's got what? I was gonna say you kind of do. You guys both met her. I mean, met and know her sense of humor are two different things, my friend. And to be fair, McCarthy was three sheets below the wind. (laughs) That's that's accurate. Fine. I know what you're talking. (laughs) He was fine. He was fine. I wasn't that bad. He was trying to see who else was fine. He was just trying to see who else was fine. I was just having a fu- good time, man. I was totally fine. Well, uh, look, look, as I, as I tweet out the link to this lovely show, because why not, right? Why not? Why not? Uh, you could lie to people and put football. Uh, but... <clears throat> Uh, there's a lot to chat about. Let's get to it. First things first. This episode is titled "Going for the Ocho." Why? 
simply because I liked how Chris Jericho said it. On Rampage, he said he was going for the Ocho. He will challenge uh, Claudio next week uh, for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Looking forward to that. We'll talk more about that in depth. But yes, this episode, McCarthy, title going for the Ocho uh, in, in honor of your man, because I just like how he said it. Uh, so we're going for the Ocho, boys. But first, let's talk about the match we never thought we would see. And for presumably good reason. Can't believe I'm going to say this sentence. That's theme of the year. Roman Reigns is going to battle. Logan Paul for the WWE Undisputed Championship at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Yes, that's, I'm not kidding. That's not fantasy booking. That's, that is real. That is R-E-A-L really um, happening. So, I'm going to start with you, Mr. Napper. Thoughts on this match that we never thought we would see. I I like it. I it's going to be weird. Oh, classic song it's by Jeff. Probably going to be playing, you know, either you love too. it or you absolutely hate it. I'm sure there's plenty of people that already hate the idea. I know you are probably one of them. I I like it. I, I it's something different. Does he deserve it? Probably not. In fact, I'll say no. But he's definitely made them he's given them exposure. He's a more or less big celebrity, and although I'm not his biggest fan, but at the same time, I can understand why they did it. You know, it, he brings a lot of eyes to the product. He's had Triple H on his podcast. He's not had Roman Reigns on his podcast. You know, he's really kind of immersed himself into the WWE, and I, I'm a, I'm curious to see how it's going to go because I think if there's anybody that can make him look good, it's Roman. And I think he's done a well enough job that it's it's going to be good. And the whole storyline with the bloodline and everything, like that, that's the thing that it, everybody wants to crap on it immediately, but we've got two months to build this. Like, it's not like it has to be, you know, right now, right tomorrow. We have two months to build this and make this a credible and interesting story. So for everybody that wants to crap on it, it's like, give it some time. Does it kind of make no sense right off the bat? Sure. But that's who Logan Paul is in real life. The kind of guy that would call out somebody like this clearly because he's done it his entire boxing career. If you even want to call it a boxing career, which he would, but it's who he is. I, I can't fault him for it. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. Okay, uh, Mr. McCarthy, your thoughts on the match and your thoughts on Mr. Napper's thoughts. Just thoughts all around. I don't mean chicks. Just thoughts all around. I mean, I'm kind of in the same camp as Travis. Like, I don't think it's the end of the world because, I mean, let's be honest. We all know he's not going to beat Roman Reigns for the championship. Do we? That's a foregone. Yes. Yes, yes, we do. That would be... um, you know, some say, you know how they say Virginia is for lovers? Saudi is for shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really has a David Arquette vibe if that happens, sir. We're already there, in my view, but 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 I'm sorry. Are we? But fin- finish, finish your finish. No, we're not. Logan Paul and for, Yeah, he's not been 
running down the highways for 20 years or anything like that, but we do have to give him credit for taking it seriously. And, and that's where it differs um, in that aspect because he was just kind of thrown in there and not trained. Yeah, he's trained now and learned what he was doing now, but David Arquette wasn't trained then when he was the champion. But I still don't think that's a move that Triple H or Vince McMahon makes. Like the big tall boxer guy, Tyson Fury? Yeah, I could see them putting the title on him. Logan Paul? Yes, he's boxed Money Mayweather. And so it's all about name recognition to get people to watch it. It's all it's for. So I'm not... Is it who I would prefer to watch at Crown Jewel, Wrestle, Roman Reigns? No, probably not. But we all know the end game is WrestleMania anyway, so he's got to do something. And obviously they don't want to take Sami Zayn out of the bloodline just yet, so there that goes. So what are you going to do with Jay him? would like that. <laughs> Jay would love that. Yes, he would. It's the best part of the bloodline storyline. Period of mine. Jay and Sammy. Yeah. Sammy. Sammy. Did, you see, the way, Go did ahead. you see the way he looked at him in the uh, press conference? Yeah. And then he put a, <laughs> then he put a clown emoji over the photo on Twitter. He put a clown emoji on Sammy Zane's face on Twitter. Uh, and look, I just, all right, here's my thoughts on the whole Logan Paul Roman Reigns thing. I'm trying to be, I'll try to be fair. I'll try to be decent. It's probably not going to go well. Um, Look, here's my issue with it. Does Logan Paul take it seriously? Absolutely he does, and that should should be commended. Him and Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee have changed the standard for celebs in WWE, frankly. I don't know if anyone's taken it this seriously between those three since Mr. T back in the day for WrestleMania 1. We know he trained hard for it and tried his best. Um, uh, But here's my thing. Roman Reigns is without a doubt, in my view... And this is hard for me to say because I hate this guy. He's without a doubt the top face in the business, period. Doesn't matter what company, WWE, AEW, the rest of them, does not matter. He is the pinnacle, no pun intended, to the former AEW stable of this business. And as hard as Logan Paul has worked, I don't understand the logic of putting him in a championship match with Roman Reigns other than you know, some cheap tabloids. And I, and I'm just, I'm just tired of the, well, look, get a big headline. Like if that's all we're here for, I I just don't. And, and to be fair, I'm consistent on the fact I don't like celebrities in WWE ranks or, or any wrestling ring, because to me, it cheapens what we do. Cause I take this thing too seriously. And I, I, I get fully frustrated with, with the idea of Terry, thank you for watching. Hope you're doing well. We love we love you and New Ohio Wrestle. Um, and don't worry, we love the ASWA as well, people. Um, but I I get so tired of of people getting in in wrestling that aren't that's not their lane. We don't see people celebs lining up at linebacker. And I know people go, well, it's not the same thing. Well, well, to you it isn't, but to me it's pretty darn close. I, you know, wrestling's just only, we have a weird, I know McCarthy and I disagree on this greatly on, on you know, where's the line. I'm, I'm neither fish nor foul, and McCarthy's going, eh, it's a work. But 
I just don't like it because I think achievement's what they do. They're the greatest athletes on this planet as far as I'm concerned. I think the greatest athlete on God's earth is signed to the WWE and Brock Lesnar. I believe that with every fiber of my being. And and people can debate that all day long, get in the comments, I'll tell you how wrong you are. Uh, and so for me, when someone like Logan Paul gets a world championship shot, this is the mecca of this business. Doesn't get any higher. <sighs> He said two matches, two grand total of two. Like, but I know it's it's Saudi because I saw the the report from from Uncle Dave, old DM himself, that that the reason that this match is happening is the Saudi prince thinks Logan Paul is a big deal. Logan Paul is a big deal to the Saudi prince. Usually, the Saudi prince is on my side, but every now and again, that prince. When it comes to his wrestling booking ability, I'm not talking about his uh, his <laughs> miscarriage justice against the world. Talk about wrestling here, people. <laughs> and let me clarify that. Usually, he's on my side. Not here. Not here. I mean, I'll take a Goldberg main event every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Well, Logan Paul. So what do you say to folks like me that, that say... It's too soon to have Logan Paul in this. He doesn't deserve this opportunity. For, frankly, just doesn't. It's not about how hard you work. It's about, you know, what about the money and the miles, the old saying. Uh, people go, well, what else would you do with Roman? I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I, I think we could do better than this. I, I think we could do better than this. Why not? Why not do Drew McIntyre in a hell in a cell? Why not? What? What? Why not? This is this is Saudi Arabia. Why not get John Cena? Let him make some money. This is this is Saudi Arabia. We can get Shawn Michaels. There's not there is, money is not an object in Saudi Arabia. We've seen it. We can do better. I'm not saying it's got to make sense because guess what? Logan Paul and Roman Reigns don't make sense either in storyline. So we can give the same two months to anybody else. What are your thoughts, McCarthy? I see you salivating at the lips. Come on now. Give me some. I'm not I'm not so much salivating at the lips as I'm like What's the big deal about a throwaway show that we are have been fully aware from the start is nothing but a money grab has always had the Saudi prince's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, I know. You don't like celebrities in pro wrestling, but that's 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 the only change in this entire situation. It's always been about money. It's always been get the most eyeballs on these people, and it's always been do what the prince wants to do. There you go. Nothing we can do to bitch about it. I'm going to... Because I, for one, I, for one I, I'm not looking... I've never looked forward to the Saudi shows. Now, when they first started, I was super egregiously against it. And we all know why, because the women weren't allowed to be involved. Now I'm a hypocrite if I don't watch it because the women are involved. So now I have to sit here and watch it. I don't care. Oh, well. He gets a title shot. Well, I care. deal. It's not even like a thing. It's a throwaway show for money. No one cares. It's I like, care. It's like the biggest house show ever. First of all, why does everybody act like on this show? I don't matter. <laughs> I have an opinion. I care. 
No one else cares. I care. No one else cares. I don't care what other people want. <laughs> I care. Because you're overruled because there's two of us. I mean, that's fair. Damn it, this show's my brainchild. What the hell is this? <laughs> Actually, to the turnbuckle is ours now, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Loganity was your brainchild. Oh, now it's God. a group brainchild. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> First of all, we all have equal say in this show. Want to make that very clear? I'm not on a Vince Power trip here. But number one, number two, it's the same show. We just changed not, the title. Not really. We have a different venue in the McCarthy Manor. What's the difference between Raw and SmackDown really other than the same show in an hour? One's blue and one's red. Woohoo! <laughs> well, we've gotten rid of the orange from the Loganity, so there we go. <laughs> One's more story driven. Well, here's here's the story. There, this sucks. That's the story. He's so angry about it. I am angry. He really is. Like ruined his whole weekend. It hasn't. Well, I'm I'm almost sad that I can't be there to actually like feel the heat. No, this sucks. This is the drizzling (laughs) shits. Worse, what this is. Worse than the Bengals yesterday. First of all, it's Tuesday. First of it's Tuesday. They That's play yesterday. Look, everything blends together, okay? Look, first of all, uh, who day, baby? I love you, McCarthy. First of all, who day? We're going to get one against the Jets. I don't want to hear. This oh. is not a football Are puck. you sure? No, I'm not. <laughs> How do you lose to the Jets? I'm not I don't know. sure. Ask the Browns. That's gross. I'm not ask sure. The Browns. I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. I hope you beat the Jets. But, this at, week, but ask but ask Jacoby Brissett anyway. That's not my point. Look, 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 look. look. Better hope you beat the Jets. Look, if we don't, I'm gonna go find the lowest bridge. And I'm gonna leap. I'm gonna fly like John Cena's little Super Mario character at SummerSlam last year. But McCarthy's just on Cloud Nine because he beat Lamar for once. I know it's been like well, Tua put on a show, dude, didn't he? It was it's he like did. we're like one for nine since like the past ten years of beating the Ravens. So yes, that's awesome, and they showed real heart and came back from that ridiculous lead and took over a football game. I haven't seen that from the Miami Dolphins since Reno. Yeah, yeah. Marino. Well, well, the Steelers lost. That's well, great. well, well, maybe Chad Pennington. Boy, there's a name I haven't heard of. Chad Pennington. We just dropped Chad Pennington on this podcast. Look, before we made it to the playoffs in like 2016. That's like that's like dropping Scotty too hotty. He was the last quarterback <laughs> to take us. Since Marino. Don't, don't you don't you disrespect Scotty Too Hotty like that? That theme song is a hit, bro. <laughs> yeah, that theme song is a hit. Uh Favorite theme songs, go. Judas. In wrestling? Yes. What What else? What else? What? what we're going to worry about Brock Lesnar's inner Sandman and UFC? I mean, that is a good song. <sighs> Favorite theme songs, go. Why not? Na- Napper, it shouldn't uh, take this long. It really shouldn't. Jesus. There's so many. They're all good. Well, are they? In recent years, they're kind of. Huh? Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, yeah, nothing recent, really. Like, Finn Balor's theme's cool. Yeah. His theme's really cool. Yeah. I And I like Drew McIntyre's current theme, and I like Seamus's because it's got them hard-driving beats. You know what I'm talking about? Nothing recent. Jesus yeah. is staring you right in the face. 
unlike the rest of the AEW audience, I realize it's been three years. <laughs> That's still recent. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> they still play it on the radio. <laughs> it is. And not, nothing in three years is recent. It's That's recent. Not, I mean, I suppose if it's your it's narrative. more recent than Undertaker's theme music. I never, I didn't listen. To I'm him. just saying. I'm just, I'm just throwing them out there. And first of all, Undertaker's theme music's uh, undergone a lot of twists and turns. Well, that's fair, but it's still, changes. it's still more recent than his latest. Well, I, well, we don't know that. Well, hold on. Let's, if you want to get technical, let's here, let's have a technical discussion on this. Um, theme Ooh, music. Good. This is what everybody listens to the show for. Yeah. Well, who gives a damn? <laughs> Take a coffee break. Are you having fun? Then that's what matters. Always. All right. So let's, so let's, so hear me out on this. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, okay. is Judas or that Metallica theme song more recent? Because technically his theme song for the Boneyard match was that Metallica too. I mean, Judas is more recent of a song. Is it? Is it? Probably. I don't I don't know. Because that was all Metallica's like latest album. That was a new Metallica song. I'm trying to think when the... Because uh... uh, what, 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 what was the song called? Like After We're Dead or something like that? Like that's what we need to find out. I mean, that's that's the real questions that's facing America right here. We, we can we can bring Republican and Democrats together on theme songs. Good thing we have that thing that our teacher said we'd never have in our pockets at all times. Right. <laughs> so what's yours, Logan? Uh, favorite theme songs right now. Uh, like I said, I like Seamus a whole lot. Now it's kind of the brawling Bo- brutes theme song, but really to me, it's Seamus's. Uh, I like Claudio's in Ring of Honor or Ring of Honor AEW. Um, uh, the acclaimed theme song is fantastic. I'm talking about just the beat itself, even before the rap. It's, I mean, you, you kind of get hyped. Uh, I, I can't help but get down to John Cena. The time is now. Um, I'm ready to run through a wall when I hear Brock Lesnar's. And it's again, it's not even about the characters that I, you know, you just feel like. Man, that's a big league theme song. I was jamming. I was jamming. I, I listened to five different different versions of Goldberg's theme song yesterday. Last night, I was. I mean, I was getting down because you know there's been slight remixes over the years, and so yeah. I, and and it just and no take forget about Goldberg for a second. The character, forget about the man. Even the theme song itself, you will feel like, all right, I'm ready to run through this mother humping wall. You will. You will. I promise you. Favorite theme songs? I want to know. Put them in the comments. Let us know. What's your favorite WWE theme song or AEW theme song? Ring them on. Doesn't matter. We'll just pick a theme song. Oh, man. Let's... Now they're making this hard. I'm surprised you didn't say AJ's. Uh, yeah, I like AJ's. Mm. AJ. By months. Months. What do you got? Metallica's Now That We're Dead was released April 18th, 2017. Uh-huh. Judas was released October 13th, 2017. So months. I can't remember if it was the 3rd or 13th. Close. So close. So yes, Judas is still more recent. Yes. But it made my point seem a little better anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So all right, back to Logan Paul, Roman Reigns. Uh, Look, we're going to have it great. Um, Am I going to get anything on this Saudi card I want to see? What's the rest Probably. of the card? We don't know. We don't. That's it. That's all. Oh. What do you think of the press conference thing? You, do you like the whole press conference vibe, Napper? Yeah, you I know, ripping I off, like it. Ripping off Dana White. I mean, it went better than Tony Khan, so I can't What's really complain. He only had one bad one. 
That, that, that was a media scrum. That's not a press conference. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, yes. every now and again, the bussies out. Uh, they did a, they did a, they did for Crown Jewel, actually, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Remember, they did a press conference, which that was, I don't know why, but okay. Um, uh, interesting way to set up a match. Like, I just don't. It's how he sets up everything he's ever done in professional. Yeah, movies. it really he is. Just comes out and talks a little bit of smack, not enough to really piss the dude off, but to drive some interest in the match like, itself. But he's still the guy that we know best for what? He filmed dead bodies in that forest. Brother. That was him. That was him? Yeah. I can never keep mm-hmm. I mean, straight. They're both uh, they're both Look, what what did Vince always say? Controversy creates cash, or was that Eric That's Bischoff? Bischoff, but yeah. thanks, thanks. Um, if, like Vince didn't think of it too; he well, just didn't say it out loud. I'm sure he thought of it. Uh, uh, well, I know he did. Because um, kiss my ass club storylines he used to. Yeah, kiss my ass club and the pillow fight. Even even as recently as 2008, I can see him screaming at Hornswoggle with his hind end hanging out. Get over here and kiss my. <laughs> Horrible, just horrible. And at that point, Vince is like in his mid sixties. So, I mean, there, there, his derriere hanging out <laughs> live on Monday Night Raw. Live on Monday Night Raw. Get over here and guess by. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on Roman Logan Paul? If I don't get something on this show that I want to see, then <coughs> let's get rid of the rest of the Saudi shows. Not the biggest defender of them. Wow. Wow. Because it gives me, there is no nostalgia in Logan Paul. I don't have any fond memories. I'm sorry, because they're making this show for you. They should. This is like the one Every, time a year where the now that Triple H is in charge, that it's a show for one. Why did you say that for with a smile on your face? It just happens. I don't know. Because it brings him joy like it brings the rest of us joy. Well, it's no longer a show for one. A show for one each and every but, but week. It, but it is. Is but it? Yes. No. Yes, it is. Why? Because, no, it's not. Because, first of all, he's got a Bailey fetish. She's not as good as... Uh, Dude, Bailey is amazing. She does everything well. That's all you can ask she for. She does everything well. Nothing. She does nothing great. She does nothing okay. great. She carried the women's division during the pandemic. Like, come on. Give the woman some credit. I got an idea who who helped carry that division during the pandemic. Her name is Charlotte who? Flair. Yeah, because she... Okay, well, she's busy. What the hell is she doing? Taking time off, probably. She just got married. I don't care. Wow. I don't care. Wow. Just, I wow. don't care. None. You know how flares and marriages go? It's it's just wait until see you later. That's That's... that's... That's that's she's still the father's daughter. It's gonna go south. It's fine. Don't wish that I'm evil not, no. on her Wait, and on her. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's hold on. terrible. No, no, hold on. I wish on, you do nothing but the best. I do as well. Where did I say the term I wish it would go south? I did not say that. But you you put it in the universe that it First, would because yeah. her last name is Flair. Thanks thanks for fake news and me seeing it. I appreciate it. You threw it into the universe. I didn't say that's what you wanted to happen. Yeah. But you said those words and now they're in the universe and now we don't know what will happen because if, the universe might take that literally and if the, screw everything if the, up. If the universe is taking me that seriously, then I got to get the memo <laughs> because there's a lot I can fix around here. 
So, I don't know where she is, but damn it, get back to work. All right, your father never took this much time off. And maybe that's one of the reasons why he's been married 37 times. I think it's like five, but it <laughs> but hyperbole's fine. Close enough. Uh, nonetheless, I don't care. I don't care. This is a weird-ass show, so fucking <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't. Get to work. Where are you? You, Do you care the- about Malachi? His mental health? Absolutely. But why not Charlotte's? You said marriage, not mental health. They don't have but any- marriage and mental health it's- go hand in hand. Uh, From not- someone that's been there, Fine. it takes a toll. I hear you. It takes toll, sir. I, I hear you, but when, when, but she wouldn't know. Her father completely treated him separate. That's her True. father, though. That's not her. She's a different person. I would hope so. Is she? I would hope I mean, so, actually. Probably. I would hope so. God, we can't handle two. <laughs> the world can't. I love this man. I die for this man. I love him so much. You would think about dying for Jericho. Don't even think you wouldn't. Don't pretend you wouldn't think about it. Didn't say didn't do it. Do it. <laughs> so, but we can't handle two. Thank God for that. Um, anywho, other big news in wrestling, WWE World, sports entertainment. Survivor Series. It's going to be War Games. How about that? War Games. Uh, Broke that to the ringer. Uh, And I don't mean, you know, I don't mean the old, you got your tit in the ringer. I'm talking about the uh, publication. Um, Broke it to the ringer that, that Triple H did, that it's going to be, Two War Games matches at Survivor Series. Matter of fact, I think the pay-per-view is called Survivor Series War Games, maybe. I don't... I don't. I, I, don't, I, I saw the graphic, but I don't know if that's official. I don't know if that's official or not. Uh, but anywho, Survivor Series is going to have two War Games matches. And perhaps the best news of all, here's something we can all have a, have a sippy cup to. That is, that is, that is brand supremacy. Let's drink to this. Brand supremacy isn't going to be a part of the storylines. It's going to be much more just storyline-driven. And holy Moses, take a sip. Marriage, not mental health. They don't have but to be- marriage and mental health go... Here, here, we want no more brand supremacy because it doesn't matter. Hand in hand. Uh, from not- someone- and so... I want your thoughts, Napper. War Games coming to Survivor Series. I think Triple H strikes out with the crown jewel main event, but then all of a sudden he goes and Dumb and Dumber star and totally redeems himself. Mr. Napper, thoughts on War Games Survivor Series? Well, I have to laugh because in our chats, you, you, sir, called the man a doofus. This is not the work of a doofus. This is the work of a mad genius. I love it. It's going to be awesome. I'm a little sad to see Survivor Series matches maybe go away, but they're being replaced by something possibly even better. Uh, And I love the brand supremacy is more or less dying for Survivor Series. Thank God. It's a miracle. I'm excited to see what storyline. I, I feel like the bloodline has to be involved at some point because there's five of them now. So I'm sure it's going to involve the bloodline. But even still, the fact that it's being storyline driven and not uh, brand supremacy driven is so great. Because, like you said, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's been stupid. 
I, I've hated the way they've go, they've went about that. If you want to do brand supremacy, just bring back bragging rights. It made no sense to put Survivor Series as as, as that kind of pay per view. It, it, it was stupid. I miss the storyline driven matches when it comes to those. The, at least you know the five on fives and stuff like that. Now we get them in two steel cages. Sign me up. Take my money. Yes, please. Uh, for the record, before I get to McCarthy, I will always believe the Triple H is a doofus, uh, and I will always believe I will always believe that Stephanie is the idiotic daughter because, well, the company's been taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son and all the rest of his stupid family. In the words of old Phil Brooks, <laughs> and, and, and notice how he always you, quotes like jerks. Yeah, I know. Maybe he's the doofus. You said it. Hey, I did. Hey, like, I don't. Are you talking about me or 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 cousin Phil? You both, both of you. Say both. Well, first of all, if I can draw doofus and doofuser, if I can draw half the money that CM Punk has, I will be the biggest doofus you've ever seen. Just line me to the turnbuckle presents our ver- variation of jackass. No, 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 whatever oh, you need. Dude, there's a hill like. A five-minute drive away. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this. I, I'll get naked as a jaybird, bro. Like a good hill, too. Yeah, I, I, we'll do this. We'll, I mean, we will do it. I don't, don't think we should do it naked, though. I don't want to deal with police. It's out of park. I, I, I also want people to actually watch the show. First so. of all, I, first of all, besides this fat suit I wear 24-7, I'm pretty daggum handsome. Are you a sight to behold? I know. I, I was talking about McCarthy. I'm a grower, not a show. Oh, I'm a sight to behold. I'm, I can imagine. <laughs> I've heard it's like a third leg. Uh, but anywho. For, for which one? Which one? Huh? Nothing. Gotcha. What? Don't say anything. Nothing. <laughs> Behave yourself. Gosh, Jesus. Travis. We're on the air. Get your mind out of the gutter. Gosh, what are you working? I mean, Jesus, he's over here. He's going to be like that dude. Leave this guy. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's blowing it bigger than Jacoby Brissett. This is ridiculous. Egregious. The Mitch Trubisky of this show, I swear. Ow. Uh, Ow. You might need to apologize for that. I feel like that one cut deep. No, don't apologize. It's Travis. That's all right. We got to find our Kenny Pickett. Anywho. That facial expression didn't change for 35 seconds. No, At least. Didn't. He has a condition. Shh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Not I want bad, Kenny Pickett too at this point. Um, look, here's the deal. He kind of gets my face. I just, I don't, you, you, it was like you were stuck. I was, I was trying to decide whether or not I really wanted Mitch Trubisky gone or if I can suck it up for one more week. Oh. What's, what's your verdict? Do you want, do you want, are you, are you a bring in picket time? Or are you Mitch Trubisky one more week? I know that's dividing still the nation. At the moment I'm bringing new M, new OC, but. All right. Yeah. So, so, you, so you're not blaming either quarterback. You're going, uh, you're going off as coordinator's problem. All right. Gotcha. Um, talk to me, Mister McCarthy. What are your thoughts? War Games Survivor Series, two War Games matches. I believe it's gonna be one man, one 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 man match, one woman match. Uh, thoughts on that lack of brand supremacy on Survivor Series? Thank you, God. Thoughts. So we'll start with that. I am over the moon that brand supremacy is over, and not that like in theory, Raw versus SmackDown is a good idea when they first did it. It was really a good idea because you really did. When Vince bought WCW, he kind of had to make 
his own competition, if you will, even though it's not really competition because it's the same company. Glad but you said it because I was thinking it. There was never stakes. I mean, even with bragging rights, it was just like, oh, we won. We're the better brand. Yeah. Because they cared. Because like, if you think about it, what do you get out of it? Why would they care? Well, here's what here's what I would do. You want to know what I would do? Want me a fantasy book this for you? We're supposed to have a draft around WrestleMania, right? That's the rumor. Probably. I'd have that draft, and then next December, next December, my December preview is bragging rights, and have that be the winner of those that match, winner of those matches. Get your last five or rumble spots or something like that. Yeah, I've had that idea too uh, on the know, show. Like, I, I, mean, I, I, I and that's the thing. Like, it wouldn't be a big deal yeah. if there if you got something out of it. But you're in wrestling. You're fighting for a brand. It just doesn't make sense. Now, if it's like WWE versus AEW yeah. on or, or for example, Forbidden Door, right. that makes sense. You're a different company. You don't need. God, can you imagine if that ever happened? I think it might. Not anymore, it won't. It's fine. Uh, Tony seems to be getting along worse with Stephanie and Triple H than it's he was with Vince. fine. It's fine. Is it? It's Because he certainly loved to run his mouth today. It's fine. Did you, did you see those comments today? I heard them earlier. It's fine. He's well, t- technically, he's still ragging on Vince, not Triple H. So. No, no I, I, again, I have a theory. I got a theory. He And it's not Austin. <laughs> we, we need one of us. Um, so I have a theory. I believe that because Vince is, you know, more elder and all that. And plus he's, you know, he's Vince McMahon, right? You know, he has the power and the, you know, a vibe, right? I think that Tony Khan has taken far more shots because now Stephanie is running this company and Nick Khan's running this company. And he's not intimidated at all by those because he thinks they're just like him. People that just kind of backdoored their way in. Where he showed, I think, a lot... Until the tweet, the day of Vince's retirement, he showed a lot of more respect and reverence towards the WWE, for the most part, in terms of his personal comments. You know, some of the shots that were taken on TV is a little different, but that's, that's you know, that might have just been the talent doing their own thing with as loose as AEW can be. Um, but he all of a sudden has completely upped the game of we're taking shots as much as we can. I'm talking about him personally towards WWE. That didn't happen a whole lot with Vince, and I and I wonder why that is. You got any theories on that, Napper? Well, I'm, first I'm curious. Like, uh, Nick Khan makes sense, but Steph back, like, backing her way into this? Yeah. Okay. How? Because, because she was, because she came from Vince's grapefruits. Like you didn't, it was, it, you know. Yeah, was, but she still worked in the business for but, however but, long. But still, you kind of backdoored your way. You know, not like, it's not, it wasn't out of malice. I think you're taking that wrong. I'm not saying that she, <laughs> I'm going to run my daddy's empire. No, I, I, I think that I, if you were to ask her off the record, I think she would rather Vince be running it right now than her. She would keep in mind she was taking a sabbatical, uh, and that lasted all the two weeks. Um, yeah. And so, no, I don't believe with any malice. I think in her heart of hearts, right now, she would rather Vince be running this show. Uh, yeah, because she went through a lot with Triple H and right. all his uh, right. 
So no, so no, don't take that wrong. I'm just saying that. No, I, 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 like, I'm thinking this more of Tony's case. If Tony thinks that, then he's an idiot, I think. Well, I'm, At least for, for Steph. Do you agree with me that the, the there's been an uptick from Tony Khan personally on the shots fired and borderline insults to WWE since Vince's retirement? Yeah, but I don't think it's because he doesn't fear them. I think it's because he does fear them and because more or less they've they've messed with him more than Vince ever did. So he fears them he fears them more than he fears Vince in your view? Either he fears them or he's more aggravated by them. I don't know which it is because like I said, they've messed with him more than Vince ever did. They've created more of a challenge towards him than Vince really did. Vince just kind of let him do his thing. By all accounts, yeah. Triple H and Steph is not doing that because they've taken a lot of the talent back that they let go. They've apparently tampered with a lot of the talent that he's already got at the moment. They are not backing away from him. They are treating him like an actual maybe competitor, or at least that's the perception that the media gets is because, you know, obviously with the tampering and the possibly – or not the possibly, but bringing back all the talent that they've brought back and possibly the talent that they're going to be adding to the roster, which, you know, the reports that Hunter has even more plans up his sleeve that he quote, that people quote, aren't even talking about. I, I think it's because he recognizes that they are not just letting him do his own thing anymore. They're kind of like, Hey, you're in the business. You're in the business. So if you want to be in the business, we're going to treat you like a competitor. We're going to treat you like anybody else and not go easy on you. Squash you like Like a bug. Maybe, maybe. Because like I said, Vince just kind of let him be there. Yeah. Uh, I think that Vince's spirit for war had kind of evaded a little bit, you know, uh, getting a little older and, and all those things where well, triple H has taken shots at AEW from jump street. Remember the t-shirt shot he took in the hall of fame speech. Well, I think for Vince, it was very similar to like guys that didn't hop on the AEW train right away. You know, even, even Chris Jericho had his doubts. Okay. Uh-huh. I've heard this before. This'll last. Still here, so like it. there were there were a lot of people with a lot of questions as far as AEW goes. And Vince probably never changed his perception of what AEW was going to be. And I do think Tony Khan is more um threatened by Stephanie and Triple H. Not that you're not gonna be threatened by Vince. But we've said it before, and it's the way it was, so it's not being egregious to say it again. More often than not said by many a wrestler that worked with Vince, you're doing a show for one. Well, that's not how it is with Triple H. He he books, and, and, and you don't even have to take this run right now when he's making decisions. You don't even have to look at that. You can look at when NXT got huge and takeovers were legit and they were like the event of the weekend over main roster shows on the same weekend because Triple H books for the fans more than for himself because he still wants there's still places WWE can go like just because they're global and they visit everywhere and they have TV deals here here and here they don't have all the TV deals there's still things that they can do it's a very weird uh fan session 
I did that so I know where to look for that song because this was recorded the whole time. Candyman McCarthy, oh yeah. Candyman McCarthy, oh Candyman McCarthy has got a sweet treat for you. Lick the lollipop. Boom, boom, da dum, ba dum, boom, boom. Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Oh, wait, I'm not. Okay, okay is everybody ready? <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't hear anything from the peanut gallery over there. Are you ready? Hi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to shake it one time? Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another off-the-wall edition of Two of the Turnbuckle every Tuesday, 5 to 8 p.m.-ish. Uh, <laughs> presented by Bruiser Nation Productions and Snapman Productions. Again, if you are an independent promoter and need, I don't know, you need some pictures taken for your show, you need a commentary crew, you need anything like that at all, you need full-fledged camera setup and, and editing, Contact us at Snapmare Productions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. Snapmare Productions broadcast made in a snap. All righty. Snap, crackle, Ooh. and pop. What'd you go for? Because you said in a snap. Uh, the natural and it, light changes forever. Make some adjustments, that, and there's still some adjustments to be made, but that, I'm going to sit down and mess with well, it later. Well, we're, we're getting there. People got to understand we're still adjusting to the McCarthy Manor, and uh, look. I'm not knocking anybody at all, but if anyone watches Conrad Thompson, he's always flushed out with light. Always. 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 He likes light, apparently. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, he's the light at the end of the tunnel. We love we love you, Conrad. We love you. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Check that out in the archives. Uh, anywho. Oh, that's way worse. Let's see what my flashlight would do. Yeah. <laughs> that's way worse. It did. Whoopsie. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Okay, somebody got it. Sounds like uh, sounds like old Adam's email. That's what it sounded like. You know, you ever hear Adam Adam Dale's email go off in the middle of class? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like. I was like, oh, took me back. I had like uh, some precious memories. All right, let's talk Monday Night Raw. The main event was Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for some reason. Bailey uh, defeats Alexa with shenanigans because every every roll was the shenanigans hour. Did you guys notice every match, every finish had shenanigans? Every, hi, Buster. Shenanigans. Hi, Buster. Hi, Buster. Buster the Bruiser Dog. Bruiser Dog. Buster the Bruiser Dog. Buster the Bruiser Dog. He's oh, dang it, Buster! He's looking for Z Boy. <laughs> he's he's looking for he's looking for little Jason. Really, <laughs> all afternoon. Buster's all out of sorts. All out of sorts. Hi, Buster. Uh, all right. So, I, why was Bailey and Alexa Bliss made of interval? Why? Why isn't your United States Championship match? That was the kickoff. Why isn't your United States Championship match? Between Bobby Lashley and Seth Freakin' Rollins, two stars. Two stars on this roster. I'm not knocking women's wrestling by any means, but Bailey and Alexa aren't exactly Trish and Lita. It's not the story's not there, it's just kind of meh. Well, I have a theory. It's is, not Austin, is uh, it? <laughs> Control what, material. What, what, I don't want to. What's your theory? 
Uh, my theory is this. Mm-hmm. We just talked about it for the last like half an hour. Yeah. You were going up against Monday night or Monday night football. I almost said Monday night raw. You're going up against Monday night football. Monday night football doesn't really start and really get off the ground for a little while. Why not put your biggest match on first to draw everybody in at least, at least as much as you can the very beginning. Well, yeah, it kind of makes it there. I know it didn't it didn't work in the long run, but what were the do, do we know what the ratings were for that first hour? They were hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh McCarthy, you talk about why you would you put that match in the main event and somebody kill a little time so I can look up the first hour rating. I think in in Travis's theory is a good theory and I think he'd be spot on if it was a regular Monday night football day. But that game started at 7 o'clock yesterday. That first game oh, with the Bills started at 7. So I don't know. I, I can see. Yeah, but by then it was a wash at 8 o'clock. I mean, that's fair, but like. The first hour did a zero four six in the demo and and had 1.709 viewers in terms of million. One, one seven mil. What? And then again, second hour, one six. Two three and then the third hour tanks to a one four one four four nine. I think that was the mindset. I really do. Like, did it work in the long run? No, not really. I mean, but a one point seven for the first hour. I think they'd take that. I I do have another theory. Um, so it, it, by the way, just to be to be fair, the source I'm using there is Showbiz Buzz Daily. Um, very, if you're wanting to check out ratings for whatever reason, show buzz daily is fantastic. Um, it doesn't matter what show you're looking for. They can, you know, they do all the cable and all that. Uh, what's your other theory napper? I think it involves the story that was going on throughout the entire night. Lay it on me. Which, which involves a certain white hair. Maybe. You mean a rabbit? Maybe. Maybe. Does people not want to refer to rabbits as hares? Do do people? That's right, tortoise in the hair. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you th- is that a negative or a positive you're talking about? I think it's a positive. Uh, depends if because you know we've talked about her character. We talked about how she even believes her character has gone stale. If the rumors are correct of what that white rabbit represents. Maybe it's a good step in the right direction back for her. And maybe that was uh, just to kind of keep you guessing. I love that you're on show buzz daily right now. Um, because that's cool. Uh, any, they should really uh, sponsor us. Uh, oh, it's broadcast. Okay. Yeah. Right. You got to go down for the cable. Um, any, so what's your theory on the white rabbit? I had it for running, running the roast since you brought it up. What's your theory? Uh, the same theory that everybody else is running with, that it's probably Bray Wyatt, and maybe, just maybe, he might actually be returning this time. I'm still kind of, for the most part, off that bandwagon, but, um, I mean, all signs kind of point to it. <laughs> I, I I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's Bray, because I'm, I'm just off the bandwagon. I'm not going to believe it until it happens anymore. Uh, at this point, you know, so I'm, I'm I'm prepared to be wrong. I hope I am wrong. I I want to see him. You know, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I don't know what it is. 
you know, I guess Karrion Cross comes to mind, but I don't know why you would do vignettes for him at this point because he's a. That's the only reason I don't think it's Cross. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense too. And it doesn't make sense to do it on Raw. Like, why have vignettes like that on Raw for him on SmackDown? Because he's mostly been on SmackDown. He has not shown up on Raw. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, no, I, I get it. I do. I, I just, every time we think it's him, it's not him. So I'm just, you know what? I've been burnt before. So I, so at this point, I'm just not going to buy it. It's, you know, it's the old. Well, no, I, I'm for the most part in agreement with you. But I have seen a, a couple of people in for, like, you know, the people that break apart everything he does and try to find, like, there are some pretty key stuff that's out there that kind of points to it possibly being him. And, and I, I know a lot of people, the argument right now is that it's probably not him because why would they bring him back on a Friday night SmackDown? But people also got to understand the Fiend debuted on Raw. So this whole notion that, oh, they won't bring him back on a SmackDown, I think is BS. Well, like, yes, yes, they definitely would. The thing about it is, the thing about it is for me, uh, when it comes to Bray Wyatt, is you're right. That's one thing I want. Let's touch on that for just a second. People break down every nuance to the point that the, you're in such a rabbit hole. Like, what the hell makes sense? People have have knocked the creative team for years, for for decades. Rabbit hole, you say? Yeah. Pardon the pun, um, but. People have knocked it for years. The creative team, Vince's creative ability, the whole nine, right? Decades. And then, but they'll act like, they'll act like, oh my God, this is a genius idea, yada, yada, yada. We're doing this with Bray. We're doing this with Bray. This is what this means. This is what that means. This same creative team, and I know it's a little different now with Vince gone, but the same creative team that everybody says sucks, uh, sucks the chrome off a car fender, then they say, well, they're doing this with Bray. They're doing this with Bray. So that same creative team that you have no faith in in any other aspect of the show, IWC, suddenly has got a genius plan for Bray Wyatt, and oh my God, it's the best thing they've done in decades. My ass chic is what I say to that. Uh, like it, to, me, to me, there's such an inconsistent double standard with most of the IWC, because like I said, suddenly they'll have this great plan with Bray Wyatt, but every other part of the, of the show is awful. So then... What are you giving that portion of the? Sh- why, why do you think they'd be any better with Bray Wyatt? Because they still got to approve it. You know, people act like, well, Bray did all the creative for his character. Uh, well, they still have to approve it, and we don't know the, how the creative process for Bray Wyatt goes anyway. Frankly, Triple H speaking to uh, BT Sport made it sound like it's a little convoluted. Um, um, well, and, and I was going to actually just bring up that ex- exact uh, part of his interview because it's like he said it himself. With Bray, you've got to let him. You you can't let him hang himself. You can't let he's the way his brain works. He is all over the place. You got to kind of just rein him in and hope that it works. So, so like as much as everybody wants Bray to have full creative, like the the whole entire reason I hoped he never would go to AEW, and I still to this day hope he never goes to AEW is because if they gave him full autonomous control of his character, I think it would be the death of him. More than, more than people think it's that he, he's already dead at this point anyway. Well, I think that, and I, and I think there's something to be said for that. No doubt. Um, it, it's, I've always wanted someone like Bray Wyatt, someone that's a game changer to go to a company that's not WWE or AEW because I would like to see, all right, if, if we have the WWE, 
And if AEW is is WCW, quote unquote, I would like to see an ECW come out of the current uh, you know, crop. Even though I would compare AEW to ECW more than I would WCW, but I'm talking about in terms of of finances and where they're at in the world, uh, even though AEW's fan base is very ECW-like in terms of, I don't mean cult-like in a negative way, but I'm talking about the devotion that the AEW fan base has is very similar to, to the, the devotion ECW fans had, uh, still have. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge defender of ECW to this day and will always be. Um, and so that, so I would like to see somebody, you know, if I'm selfishly, Probably the NWA, right? Uh, but I'd like to see somebody be, become that third cog on on the wheel, so to speak. And so I would love to see a Bray Wyatt or or if CM Punk is fired from AEW, I would love to see those two go somewhere else. And 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 if you're the guy that you think you are, and and both Bray Wyatt and CM Punk obviously think they're big shit. Like, let's be honest. About, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Pardon the language. If you know, I couldn't think of a better word. Um, Oops. Uh, like they both think they both think they're a huge deal, and so go prove it. Because if you are as big as you obviously think you are, and and I know that that CM Punk is much more in the bag races right now than than Bray Wyatt. But by all accounts, Bray Wyatt has a monumental asking price to come back to wrestling as a whole. And obviously that's because you think you're worth that. And you are you're worth what the market determines, that's fine. If so many things are worth it. Um what 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 about you, McCarthy? Where are you on the white rabbit thing? I was gonna have it for one on the rose, but he brought it up and it's a good discussion. Uh is it is it Bray Wyatt? Is it the fiend? Is it Karrion Cross? Is it something else that we have no idea? Uh other spooky characters it's over funny. Could Stop it, it it could be. It let, here, let's lay this. Lay, hold on, let's 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 play this out. Triple H had just said uh, to BT Sport he had a meeting scheduled with Bad Bunny very soon, like the next week after, and that would be last week uh, with Bad Bunny. Could it be Bad Bunny? Makes awesome. sense. Kind of cool, I think. They, I think if it's they turned him like demonic, that'd be hilarious. And you know, if you didn't see the QR code, what it was was uh, a white rabbit, and they're playing Hangman. You know, the old Hangman. Get some right, get some wrong. But it, the question is, who killed the world? And who killed the world? That's the question. Uh, and so that was going to be the episode title until I heard Ocha. Uh, it, and, and and then who killed the world? And then the hangman answer before before the before the end of the game before you your guy gets hung is you did, you did. That's who killed the world. You did. So could it be that, buddy? Yeah, weird too at the bottom because like it had had certain letters highlighted too, and it almost yeah. looked like if you rearranged it, it said like demon, and then something else. Like, it was it was weird. Yeah, like I, Bray Wyatt feels like a possibility. I mean, I guess all the demonic characters in WWE history are technically a possibility. You know, Kane uh, kind of could Undertaker. be. It's the uh, could be the Undertaker. Like you're very unlikely, but I'm saying. All of those He's coming back for crown, uh, wait, crown jewel. Wait, there you wait, go. Wait, those... wait, 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 wait. All right. So I didn't do this whole hangman thing. <clears throat> Who killed What's the world? So demonic about. Is there like a creepy background? Like hangman. It's a game I played in elementary well, school. But it's, it's not really. It doesn't. 
The game Hangman does not scream demonic to me. It could but, be anything. But the back was kind of fuzzy like a TV screen and, uh, it, you know, it could be. Like I said, I think it's a dark character, but I mean, I honestly think, I know people are going to think this is ludicrous, but I don't think Bray Wyatt's very likely because of his asking price. And so I think it's just as likely it could be Kane or The Undertaker or Bray Wyatt or any other demonic or Eric Rowan or any other dark character that is related to the WWE because we instantly go to Bray Wyatt because that's what we're clamoring for. But if you're if he wants a boatload of money and that asking price has not changed. Um, now, again, uh, I know probably that 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 Triple H was playing, you know, some poker in that interview, but he did not make it seem like a, a deal was imminent at all with Bray Wyatt. Matter of fact, quite the opposite, frankly. It was. It, it felt kind of like eh, it. His answer felt like we're in a cool down period. Like the doors open, but but we've tried. And now he didn't say any of those things. But I'm talking about trying to read the body language, read the tone. I think that any of the demonic characters in WWE history are a possibility. A slim possibility. Uh, like I feel like the most obvious answer is Karrion Cross. But then, why is it Karrion Cross for the same reasons you alluded to? Um. If it is Bray Wyatt, that's awesome. I want him back in WWE. I want him back in wrestling because that's where he belongs. I, I you know, I, I think when you're in similar to CM Punk, like when you're sitting on your ass, you're not doing anything. I don't care what you want or what your gripe is or what, like you lose relevance when you're on your hind end. That's the reality of it. Doesn't matter if it's wrestling or, or traditional sports. How many quarterbacks? have lost their job, not because they're bad at their job, but they got hurt and the guy did better. Did Drew Bledsoe really lose his job to Tom Brady? Not really. He got hurt. And then Tom Brady rocked the world. Brett Favre, same thing. I mean, sure, I know he's taking welfare money now, but but back in the day, uh, he was he was throwing, the, throwing them bombs. You know, frankly, kind of Ben Roethlisberger, Cordell Stewart. Like, sometimes it's not about this guy was bad. It's, Taylor too. Yeah, it's not about this guy was bad. It's that all of a sudden this guy got a shot and he did better. So again, relevancy is everything. Um, now uh, there have been times where t- teams have tried it and it didn't work out. There, it, uh, McCarthy's looking at the video now, so let's get his thoughts on <laughs> on it. If you want to watch it one more time, yeah, I'm gonna watch this one more. He's gonna and he's gonna give us our thoughts. Is this Bray Wyatt? We want to know, or is it? Kane, is it The Undertaker? Is it Eric Rowan? Is it, what is it? We we want your thoughts, Mr. McCarthy. You've been watching wrestling since, I don't know, back in the days of Gorgeous George. Because oh, you're old F. And, and so we want to know. Who is it? What is it? He's watching the video as we speak, folks. It's If it's not Bray, what are you doing? That screams Bray Wyatt. So you think so? It does. So it does. And and not because oh my god, I love Bray Wyatt so much, I can't the, wait till he comes back. I, 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 I like Bray Wyatt because yeah. this is the closest thing I've seen to maybe he's coming back soon. Because like the writing fits the feet, like the 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 font. Yeah. Sorry, the font fits the theme of the fiend Bray Wyatt. Mm. The color scheme does. Come with me could be his new Fireflies thing. Like so, I could see all of those things do point you to Bray Wyatt, and and maybe that was uh you know maybe that was Ramblin' Rabbit. 
that that was and who was doing the things? I forgot yeah. about Rambling Rabbit. So I mean, I I'm kind of on the yeah, oh, it might be Bray Are you getting excited? I'm getting a little excited. Getting a little excited. All right, so so Napper, you're on the Bray Wyatt bandwagon as well. I, I am. Uh, all right, so you think on Smack? All right, so so points to SmackDown nine twenty three. I assume right, blue nine twenty three. Yes. Yes. Are we about to see the return of Bray Wyatt this Friday on SmackDown? Then? I think we might because it kind of like um, calms Fox down a little bit when Roman Reigns is taking time off. All right, well, Champion's not here, but ooh, we got like the most popular guy in the company right now, give or take. The, the ooh, biggest, but. the biggest thing for me is I, I saw something, and this is like I said, there's been people that have broke this down that have kind of made you wonder if this is Bray Wyatt finally. Uh, Kyle A. Scarborough, who was involved for, this is from uh, No DQ, who was involved in concept art for The Fiend, tweeted, feed your head, which is the same phrase that was used in the cryptic video. He also included a photo, which has a picture of a demonic-esque white rabbit. Uh, maybe, may, hey, maybe it's finally the time. And if it is, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, uh, my brother Garrett talks about where you guys are talking about ratings and how they're affected by football games. He, he, he understands getting annoyed by the copy and paste storylines, but isn't that the point of being a fan to see your favorite try and win or get a belt and they lose, get the rematch, the whole nine yard? Yeah, that's the idea. That's what they're going for. I mean, it's the idea, but like but, it was more like, but, like but it was the, more than that the, for me. But like, the, pro- the that problem stuff is. stood out more to me because I wanted to do it and people were getting contracts based on exactly just how they look and not what they could do. And that's. Sh- Stuff pissed me off. It, it, the pr- the problem is is uh, frankly, Garrett. We all we care too much and analyze it too hard because at this point, I don't know. Like, yes, we all have wrestlers we're fans of, but we're also just ridiculously fans of this business. And so it's like, uh, I'm, I'm you know, all three of us are stupidly obsessed with this business. That's why we do the show every Tuesday. I would I would I, I'd cross three deserts in an ocean to get here if I just do this show. That's how it is. Um, and and so yeah, like I don't know if it is Bray Wyatt, that's awesome. I hope it is because that would be the first return. I go, oh yes, finally something for me and John Sterniker too. Oh, <laughs> oh he'll God, be he'll imagine oh that. he'll be more lit than a birthday candle if uh, <laughs> uh oh man he will be uh, too, uh he'll be Cameron Grimes ain't gonna have a damn thing on him if uh. If uh, Bray Wyatt comes back this Friday on SmackDown, so uh, now this this could get real interesting. I I hope we see it. Uh, thank you, Garrett, for coming. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you later when when Jordan comes against me. Uh, so all right, let's talk a little bit more about Monday Night Raw because I know we got off the, on the tangent of the White Rabbit. But Frank Rabbit, what do you want to talk about? I mean, because this was not a right home edition of Monday Night Raw. Like not knocking Triple H, but this wasn't one of like, you got to go back and see this. Uh, you, you can you could you could get by with that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk more about Night Raw. Uh, thank you for providing your phone as a rundown. But I do appreciate you. Well, it's easier uh, to read this way. Yeah, no problem. I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about Bobby Lashley defeating Seth Rollins uh, for the United States Championship? Uh, we got to touch on that. You did see this match, Napper, uh, Mister yeah. Russell, Mister WrestleFit. Tell us your thoughts on this match. I loved it. Every little bit of it. I was glad that they gave it the time. I I, I had seen little reports here and there that they were going to give this a lot of time. 
think they gave it like what 25 minutes almost half an hour Mm -hmm. i I was thoroughly pleased i enjoyed it it was every bit the match i thought it was going to be part of me at the end was kind of like oh man we ruined it with a wonky finish kind of but i didn't think it was ruined i understand why they did it that way but now it just kind of makes me want to see seth rollins and bobby actually have a legitimate match start to finish but I understand why they went the direction that they did. It sets up the storyline more with Seth and Riddle, who apparently are not done and maybe headed for a certain fight pit. Yes, uh, that, yes, that's that's going to be it. Uh, Extreme Rules fight pit. Hell yes. Give me that. I want more of this. I was a huge proponent of it back when, when Timothy Thatcher was kicking ass in it. Yes, this. Oh, oh I'm excited. It's still my dream uh, to see Brock Lesnar in a fight pit match. Oh, that'll be this is my dream. Actually, I, I might have one better for you. Go ahead. And I was talking with uh, with a guy I work with, and actually you might know, Logan Terrence. Oh, I know Terrence. He's a big leaguer. He's yeah. big, big uh, leaguer. He had an idea for a match that should be in the fight pit that we saw take place at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Gunter. And Sheamus. Oh, 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 oh. oh, shut up and take my buddy. I would pay for that like I'm watching a Floyd Mayweather fight. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yes, give me that right now. Yes. Sec- oh, geez. I mean, I'm almost aroused. This is nuts. Yes. That is beautiful. Get him on the creative team. What are we doing here? Move over, Bruce. Uh, that would be magical, but we're going to get a fight pit match at Extreme Rules. And and by the way, did we not get gypped last year for Extreme Rules? Because we got oh, yeah, we did. We got nothing except for a rope breaking that we never got an explanation for. By the way, want to want to just point that out. Thank you, Vinny. Um, at least it was the most unique rope break in the history of wrestling. Like that was a badass match. Don't get me wrong, but it was but it, but it's the only thing I really remember from that show, other than Alexa Bliss having a meltdown. Um, that's yeah. That's that, those really are the, those are the two things that stick out. Um, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on a fight pit match? Extreme Rules, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. It's on, bro. Bro, this bro. is gonna be great. Like I cannot wait. Of course, Riddle's probably gonna win, so they're gonna be. We'll definitely get a third out of these two, which I'm not gonna complain because they can go. And I think this is gonna be legit as hell. I forgot. About Thatcher, what the hell? I threw it back for what him. What happened to him? He got he budget cuts. He got released. Budget cuts. Oh yeah. I think he's. Do you think he comes back? No. 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 I, he's in. He's in New Japan right now, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think so. He's in New Japan. By the way, I need your password again. I never used it. Why? Because I'm lazy, af, bro. It's probably in your text messages, I'll, bro. I'll, I'll look at it tonight. Okay. Oh, you he's lazy f, and you expect him to go through his messages and find your password? Look, we all we all work hard in some ways. And we're all lazy f and others. I don't want to hear from either one of you too. All right, there there are, there are I things was on your side. I, it didn't sound like it. Your tone was judgment. Um, That's true. That's tell, true. I'm you, always judgy. Got to work on that. <laughs> so. We don't have to do, no one has to do anything, but you should work on that because guess what? The three of us have things we should be doing right now. <laughs> Instead, we're doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Japan with pro wrestling Noah. So I am doing things. Yeah. So search for the show. So here, so here's the thing. 
I, I'm excited about this fight pit match. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be the whole kit and caboodle. All right, let's let's move it along. The Judgment Day reveled in the recent actions. I thought Dominic Mysterio was better this week. Uh, I I like that they played more to the peculiar relationship of 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 Dom and Rhea. Um, I guess she's mommy now. Uh, you mean Dom and Dom? Yes. Ah, that's yes. a shirt. Ah. My God, you have pegged it on the head, brother. That is, that's, you got that pegged. That's incredible. Um, I'm I, just not. I called that. I'm just not. He pegged it. He did. He did. I'm just not. Um, and so, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> check, you know, you got the text message a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought Dom, I thought Dom was better this week. I really did. I thought that he played more into being a heel. I loved when he was like, you know, he told Ray, you know, he went down on his knees and essentially was like begging Ray, hit me with this little chair. You ain't going to. And, and I, I loved it. It was uh, that that was much better. I thought is like you heard me last week say I thought his promo was was Bret Hart bad, um, but that was just my opinion. Um. Thoughts on the Judgment Day this week? Obviously, they did more than just this. They had an interaction with AJ Styles. We'll touch on in just a moment. But for now, what do you think of them kind of coming out, taking the family photo? Family portrait is what Finn Balor called it. Family portrait. They took a family portrait out there uh, in, in Undertaker-esque lighting. Uh, Mr. Knapper, uh, any thoughts on Dominic's uh, performance? Because I thought this was – this, to me, collectively – was the best the Judgment Day has been without Edge. I would agree with that. And I would also agree that it was Dom's better performance mm-hmm. as the heel character. I, I I, I, didn't completely dog on him last week. I thought he did okay. Do I think it was a great promo? No. But I, I thought he did all right. I know you weren't a big fan of it. But I, I definitely think he did a lot better. I saw a lot of people think that maybe that they were booing him as go away heat. I think it's a little bit of both. I'm sure there's still some people that want him to just flat out go away just because they don't think he's ready yet or they don't like him because he didn't go through NXT or whatever. He just, you know, popped up because his dad's Ray Mysterio. But I, I have to agree with you on the Judgment Day thing. I think that this is probably the best that they've looked. I think they're on the right track. They're starting to gain some interesting storylines. Uh, you know, they had the thing afterwards with Finn Balor and AJ Styles. I like how that's going. I want to see where that ends up. I think overall they they've they've kind of gotten over the hump of the edge thing. Like it's it's finally in the rearview mirror, hopefully. Even though I think he's gonna eventually come back and do whatever, but he might still be involved with them. But I think that they're finally kind of gaining some traction. Yeah, I uh, I do. I think they're gaining. Uh, I think they're gaining a level of traction. I thought this was this this judgment day. Yeah, uh, this judgment day to me. Sorry about that uh, audio issue. McCarthy's taking care of business, uh, and so I thought this this judgment day was the best. That, frankly, it might be the best they've been, even with Edge. I was very impressed. That this was the first time I was like, Finn feels like a leader. It felt like Damian Priest was benefiting. This was the first time I was like, this clicks for me. 
uh, the, I don't know what it was, but something about it. And then it got even better for me when they at least kind of teased AJ Styles uh, in Finn Balor having the backstage segment and too sweet in it. And, and uh, AJ made clear wants nothing to do with the Judgment Day, unfortunately, because he's got poor, horrible judgment. Uh, it's all right. I still love him. And it, you got something to say, yes. sir? Yes. Um, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, good, Jason. All right. Uh, I think this okay. was great. Dom did a fantastic job. I think it was like 90% not go away heat because those boos were ridiculous. Like, like those were not go away boos. Those were, we hate you for what you did to your dad boos. Anyway, thanks guys. Be right back. Yep. No, I, I felt the same way. I thought, especially because San Jose, that's like Ray's not quite his backyard, but it's at least his district. And, right. and, and so that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, to get that heat. And I like the story we're obviously telling with Ray and Dom. I did find myself wondering during the match, um, as McCarthy does the the shuck in the dive. Uh, <laughs> Buster, let's not, bro. Uh, I do, I do wonder, and and let me know. Do you, how how much longer is Ray Mysterio doing this? Are we are we building? Is this building towards the end of his career? <laughs> I think so. I, I really do. I, I think he's probably got at least maybe a year or two left. But I, I think I think you're probably building towards it, especially with Dom and the way that he's kind of getting into his own thing. I think he would. I think Ray would love to kind of start stepping back a little bit and watching Dom take off. So I, I think we're getting there. And I, I don't remember, but I thought at some point he had done a press conference or not a press conference, but he'd done a podcast or something where he said that he was probably done sooner rather than later. I mean, they all say that, but I, if I remember correctly, he did say that it was probably going to be in the next couple of years that he was done. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm reaching to, to hit the button as uh, McCarthy's handling business because uh, he's a part-time producer where you were a full-time producer. Uh, think about that. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, yeah, it, it, to me, I, I'm wondering if maybe WrestleMania 39 isn't his swan song. Like, I hope not because I, I never want to get rid of the old guard because – once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, I've had that conversation many times on this show. But, yeah, I thought this was the best Judgment Day we can get. And uh, did you see the AJ Styles tease? I know you didn't get a chance to watch much of Raw Live. Yeah. Did you see the no, AJ Styles Finn Balor interaction? I did. And I, I actually was commenting on it, but I realized that I was muted. I'm glad they followed up on that. I really am. Because if anybody remembers, when they had, I think it was – either a tag match or it was a uh, six-man tag match. But at one point, Finn, I think, goes to the ropes and stops, or AJ does, because Finn's on the ropes and stops and doesn't hit Finn. And they never followed up on it, but I'm glad to see they followed up on it and kind of have addressed that. Now you see that conflict again. I'm really glad they followed up on that. So... I'm excited to see where it goes. If it ends up with AJ being part of the Judgment Day, cool. If it ends up in Finn Balor and AJ Styles having a feud, cool. Bullet Club feuds. Who doesn't enjoy that? 
I know that I know that I do. Uh, look, uh, uh, once you're once you're too sweet, you're kind of too sweet and for life. So I hope that it ends up being with AJ Styles on the Judgment Day. And let me tell you why, Mister Napper, because AJ Styles needs something to do. It's been a long time since he had a real purpose on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. The last time he had a genuine purpose, whether we liked the storyline or didn't like the storyline, was when he was Omos' tag team partner. That That's the last time I remember thinking, AJ's got a purpose, we know he's going to be on Raw. And and let's be honest, AJ Styles is too talented to, to be in that spot. He needs to be, I'm not going to say the top face of Raw, but he needs to be one of the mainstays, one of the main players. Like, I, I don't... Um, I I don't know. Way too soon to tell in Triple H's regime, but I hope that AJ Styles isn't going to be one of the few that Triple H doesn't do as well as Vince McMahon does with. Because uh, it to me, I, I I just hope this is leading to a lot more and leading to AJ Styles get another full fledged run, whether that be with the Judgment Day or whatever it may be, because I, I think AJ is better as a heel at this point. I, I There's a time I would have never said that um, because he couldn't work heel for the, his life, in my view, in TNA. Um, but at this point, I like him better as a heel. I would love to see him join the Judgment Day, and then they go for, I mean, you think about it. You got two legitimate world title contenders in Finn Balor, and AJ Styles, if you have them together, uh, Rhea Ripley for the women's uh, division, Damian Priest, still working his way up to be a top player, but certainly could compete for the United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship, depending on what, how it shakes out after the uh, brand, after the draft uh, reportedly coming up in April. Nothing confirmed there, but that's the heavy rumor. Uh, so yeah, I just I would love to see this because I want AJ Styles to have a purpose again on Raw or on SmackDown or even on NXT. I want whatever AJ Styles does to matter. I don't care what brand, what show, what just you know to the point that I mean he he was backstage in street clothes. He didn't even have a WWE affiliated uh, merch on. So I hope I hope this ends up with AJ Styles in the Judgment Day. Uh, any. Way too soon predictions. Is that where we're heading? That he joins the Judgment Day? Yeah, way, way too soon. Way too soon. You know, not. You know, I'm not going to hold, hold you to it. But, but is is that where we're heading? I don't think so. Boo hiss. Boo like hiss. I, I think it's going to be a feud. I think it's going to be a feud between Finn and in AJ. I I would like for it to be that, but at the same time. I feel like that would almost overshadow them because it, then it becomes the whole thing with Edge again. They are more than capable of carrying the weight themselves and carrying the ball themselves without AJ really being involved. And I think having a feud with AJ propels them back to where they should have been. And they kind of got lost after the feud with Edge and now beating Edge beating Ray and then beating AJ, who they originally started this whole thing with, I think kind of puts them back in the winner's circle, so to speak. Oh Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's... My final thought on that wouldn't be that AJ Styles would overshadow quite like Edge, because let's be honest, AJ Styles might be a better wrestler than Edge, but he doesn't have Edge's pedigree and resume, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we don't look at it. We don't look at AJ Styles as anywhere near an icon yet. doesn't mean that he can't be. It's just just we still see him as a 
we don't have any rose colored glasses when it comes to AJ Styles. If that makes sense. All right, let's let's move it along. What do you think of what they're doing with Johnny Gargano thus far in his return? I feel like I feel like he's oddly another face in the crowd, and I don't know. I'm not really digging this Austin Theory, Kevin Owens, Johnny Gargano thing. I'm digging Kevin Owens' part of it, but I don't. I don't know where we're heading unless we're about to fight for the briefcase, in which case Austin Theory had better win or else I'm going to have a stroke. Um, thoughts on what we're doing with Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, Kevin Owens? I don't hate it, but I'm kind of in that boat with you. I'm not a big fan of it, I, unless it ends up being for the briefcase. Uh I think it's just a matter of they want to use Johnny. They feel like they should use Johnny, but they don't really know exactly how to do it without him being kind of just thrust into this. I would prefer just honestly having Austin Theory and Kevin Owens fire for the briefcase and we end it there, and that's fine because I think that would be a great match no matter who wins it. But I think the only reason this is kind of – it's kind of – getting to be a little bit on everybody's nerves or at least my nerves is because like you said earlier with the whole Austin theory thing, like it kind of puts Austin theory in a bad, like this actually feels like it's actually overshadowing Austin theory a little bit because you've got two very big crowd favorites pitting up against Austin theory. And now, you know, everybody wants to see the, the case taken off of him for the most part, at least everybody. So it does him no favors. Like, why are we putting Austin theory through this? Unless we just have him win and have him beat both of them, which at the same time has its pros and has its cons pros. It makes Austin theory look even better because he beats KO and he beats Johnny Gargano. Con is it hurts Kevin Owens, who, as you pointed out, since Triple H has taken over, has just found this absolute resurgence in his career. So I feel like they're booking themselves into a corner. I really do. And in some ways, you can even make an argument that it was happening before Triple H took over, because let's be honest, yeah, it didn't go his way, but I mean, you're in a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're doing something right. I mean, uh, you know, let's not forget yeah, that. And, yeah, let's not forget. He feels that way too. He uh, feels that way too. You I'm know, sure. I, I mean, you got a you got a good ten fifteen minute match out of Stone Cold Steve Austin for the first time in nearly twenty years. That's you know, let's not forget how special that moment was. And so frankly, it's just been a good year for Kevin Owens yeah. and and kind of revitalized. But, but I, think, him. I think the reason I say that is because what happened afterwards. Right. Right. Yeah. There was uh, the match. He had the match with Stone Cold, but like immediately after that. They did nothing with it. But even then, even even then, you're right. But he turned he turned chicken uh, shiitake into chicken salad with Ezekiel. That was golden. I mean, yes, he did. Uh, so I mean, so frankly, there's nothing that Vince and now Triple H, so two different regimes, and nothing he he has not aced, in my opinion. That tells you about how dynamic and talented Kevin Owens is, by the way. Um, so I do. I, I think that's. Um, you know, I think that is uh, his talent is incredible. Um, he's he might be the unsung hero of this generation, uh, similar to, and I don't mean character wise, but similar to 
you didn't realize the uh, the value Undertaker had until he was the only one left. Um, you know, and that, we might get to that point with Kevin Owens. You know, we'll see how long his career goes. Uh, it might be a point of when Roman Reigns is is more in Hollywood. Now, now that John Cena is more in Hollywood, we might realize that my God, we had a real diamond in Kevin Owens, similar to, to how we realized, my goodness, what a diamond the Undertaker was. Um, so, so we're we're moving along there. All right. I don't. I don't know about this whole Gargano thing. I. I feel like, and this is, and especially with Tony Khan, and you'll get what I'm saying here in a second. If you're going to put pen to paper with any company, especially when you are a commodity like a Gargano, like a Malachi Black, like a whomever, when you are a wanted commodity from the WWE or AEW or any other company for that matter, I don't understand why you're not booking creative plans for the first six weeks at least before you put pen to paper because I don't understand these guys that come into both companies now because Tony Khan's really bad about this. I don't understand this whole, all right, we signed him, now what's the plan? No, you should, like Buddy Matthews, like why have, you know, we signed him, what's the plan? We, we All right, we signed Gargano. What's the, you need the plan. You need the plan before before you you put pen to paper. I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't get it. What do you think I about mean, that? They kind of had, I mean, they kind of had a plan with Matthews, but at the same time, it was like, okay, we all kind of saw that coming. And then what? Yeah, that, that's what see, I'm that's, saying. That's, I want the first two months really, or whatever booked. Yeah. That's what it boils down to is Tony has a really big problem with, okay, and then what? Mm-hmm. Like he has, for the most part, he's done okay with the what happens when they first show up. It's the night after and the night after and the night after that he really struggles with. I I, I agree with you. Um, and, you know, t- with especially with Tony, like I had the same problem when he purchased a ring of honor. It's like, okay, great. Great. You bought Ring of Honor. You basically bought a bunch of title belts and you bought the name brand and you bought the video library. What now? And now WWE is kind of getting into that because we've had a couple of those instances. I, I, I feel like I understand where we're going with Karen Cross going into a few with, with Drew McIntyre. Okay. That's fine. I can deal with that. Johnny Gargano, we we kind of know, but it's like why, and we don't understand why he's being put in this, except for the fact that Austin Theory is involved. But it just feels a little odd. And then the big one that just recently happened that everybody's questioning is Braun Strowman. Like, yeah, he's come in and just demolished a the Zag Team division entirely, and now he's in this weird feud with the Alpha Academy that makes honestly no sense whatsoever i mean it's entertaining but what are we doing with braun Strowman? yeah are we waiting until bray Wyatt comes back because we're just killing time until we can actually put that into action and maybe that's it i don't know but that's the one where i've started to shake my head like what are we doing sounds like a guy we know sounds like a guy we know all right yeah, I don't know what we're doing with Braun Strowman. Uh, any thoughts on on that before we move on to Dynamite, uh, Mister uh, Mister McCarthy? What are we? Which part? Oh, you're back. I walked into like the middle of everything. So well, we're, we were we were chatting big time. We were chatting uh, real sexy, like 
uh, about we were we were chatting. Do you have any thoughts on it? Feels like a lack of plan with Gargano. Feels like a lack of plan with Strowman. And what I was saying, and then what Napa was branching off of, I think these guys in both companies, because both are getting bad about this all of a sudden. When you're putting pen to paper, I don't know why you're not like, hey, before I put pen to paper, what's the first two to three months of this creative plan for me overall? You know, not week to week, but what's your big picture? Don't tell me every match, but big picture. What is your big picture? Because it feels like these guys sign, we see it more in AEW, but now all of a sudden we're seeing it in WWE. Because big picture, it feels like no plan for Strowman. feels like no plan for Gargano. We've seen it with guys like Buddy Matthews and and so many others that come into AEW, and it's like you have, you're hot for four or five weeks and then down the, down the chute. So, any thoughts on all of that? Well, I mean, I, I, you guys are talking like this is something new. It's really not. Feels new to me. It's about Vince has been doing it for years, picking up guys and not having anything to do with him for years. Look how he settles his affairs, his business. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, Triple H is doing it now. Tony does it now. Eric did it. Vince has done it. Sometimes you want that name, and then you'll figure it out. I don't like that. I'm on the, your guys's page for that. There, there should be a plan. But this is nothing new in the world of pro wrestling. It's just call a spade a spade. It's always been this way. You all, oh my God, this guy came up. He's available. Didn't see that coming. I better get him before somebody else does. Very similar to a wide receiver in football. Oh, I'm okay. I'm going to go try to get this guy and figure out where he fits later. Yeah. I, but like I said, I don't like it. Yeah. You should have a plan, especially especially in the world of pro wrestling, because it's so easy to spin your wheels in pro wrestling, whether it be stuck in the same storylines or off TV for extended amount of time, or you're always in catering and not getting used. Like it, it's it's a problem across the board, and it's because there's so much competition and not enough TV time to go around, and it, it's not just. Tony, it's not just Triple H. I mean, Impact has this problem. I'm sure New Japan has this problem. Everyone's rosters are so big, but there's only so much time that you can really put into the TV side. Like, yeah, that's your moneymaker now. It's not live events anymore. TV's your moneymaker, but you you have to spread it out and, like, in Vince's Triple H's world. It's like, oh God, I need to have this many stars on Raw. I need to have this many stars on SmackDown. I got to get somebody to watch NXT. Like, there's so many pieces that you would think it's like, okay, I'll just throw this guy over here. We'll do this for a couple months and we'll go from there. It's just not always how it works. Well, to me, to me, how I look at it is this I, I, I figure if you ain't got a plan for this guy, unless he's a, you know, a, 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 I mean, an absolute first ballot Hall of Fame talent. Let's wait until we have a plan before we put pen to paper. We can have the talk. We can be very close, but I want because it, then you do you start spinning the wheel so quickly because uh, the first week you're in catering, you're irrelevant. You know, it's this business moves. CM Punk was irrelevant for seven years. All right, maybe six. They changed his name pretty hard first year. Like, but at some point, this business moves, like on with or without you. And to some extent, it's how I, that my 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 concern for signing Bray Wyatt if he is the White Rabbit is he's the kind of character that at least when Vince booked him, when he was feuding, he took up so much TV time, usually with so little payoff. 
half the time he didn't run, like he was on Raw and SmackDown most weeks, but how often did he get in the ring? Because that's what matters. Never. What? Yeah. What? Are we, I can't remember the last yeah. Raw or SmackDown that he wrestled. He only right. wrestled live events. Because like, because that's that's what ma- like all can aside that the whole point of this business, get it in the ring. That's the whole point of this thing. We can we you know I love a good promo as much as I'm um, probably more than anybody on this show because half the guys I I idolize are promo guys, but at the end of the day it's about getting it in the ring. And so where Bray Wyatt takes it, he's going if he if he is wanting anywhere near what is rumored to be asked, he's going to take a huge amount of TV time, and we're already back to kind of a bloated roster with some of the guys and gals the Triple H has brought in. And then where are you know where does Drew where does Drew McIntyre fit in in a Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt WWE? That's that's hard to figure because I, he's never been in that world spot. heavyweight champion because he's never been in that spot. Because keep in mind when Bray when Bray Wyatt was on top, Roman Reigns was out out during the COVID uh, you know the height of the pandemic. The president casually announced pandemic's over by the way, <laughs> and so it, it's. So, like, he's never been in in a WWE that has both Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Like, I know Roman's kind of part-timer now, but still, he's working that kind of Undertaker before one match a year schedule, where Undertaker wasn't quite full-time, but he certainly wasn't part-time. He was somewhere in between. Um, and so, where does where does a Drew McIntyre, where does a Karrion Cross fit in? Like, because there's kind of a limited market for your horror characters. Honestly, I think Kane doesn't work as well without being Undertaker's brother. Where, where? I can tell you one place carrying CrossFits. Where? Back in NXT. Oh, oh my god! Why? My because god, I, because well, because I think you're going to see trip, and I hope he does this. I think, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you're going to see Triple H start sending a lot of the guys that made NXT what it was back in that pandemic time back to NXT to help the young guys and also at the same time get themselves over and stay relevant. And I think that I think that would be how you kind of settle that. There's three brands for a reason. Yes, one is technically considered developmental, but that does not mean that you cannot put guys down there like a carrying cross who is more or less over and is at that level for a raw and SmackDown, but you can have them on NXT in the same spotlight that you would want them on raw or SmackDown. But let's be honest, NXT, let's call a spade a spade folks. NXT is so irrelevant right now. That's why they're going back to black and gold. Ooh, that'll do it. Am I? I don't know. Yeah. It, Triple H will have, have more to do with it than the color scheme, but still. I mean, unless Shawn Michaels is getting a demotion, I don't know how it's going to go. But because by all the counts, Shawn Michaels is running the show. Yeah, but when you go from no. all right, we're going to try to make this a C brand, if you will, and then transition to this is just developmental and that's it. That's a different mindset. Now we're going back to this is this. C show, if you will, mindset that Shawn Michaels was a big part of with Triple H. So, by the way, the fact that the fact that that Shawn Michaels is entrusted with any brand—if you would have told anybody that in 1997, wow! Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's proven himself. I think when he uh, had his own. So, so uh, I don't because I don't know how because at this point Triple H is getting into the same thing that Vince is 
in two, which is all right. NXT might be your baby, or Triple A, or Vince suddenly took more interest in NXT, right, for a half a second. Then, you, then they kind of realize I don't have the time that I thought I might somehow carve out. I don't think we ever see NXT go back to the complete Triple H days because I don't think Triple H has got the time. You are now overseeing five hours of weekly television, 52 weeks a year, and then, oh, couple in a pay-per-view once, twice a month. Uh, it's once this, you know, coming up in October, and then two in November. Where's he going to have the time to go down to Florida? Like, on top of the fact the man's got a wife and kids, like, and I know he says he's good to go and healthy, but holy crap, don't stress yourself out to another heart issue. Like I know he talks about, especially with BT Sport, how healthy he is now, but still, it's a concern. Like, where is he going to have the time to do all this? Frankly, for his own health and safety, I think let Triple H, let let Sean, your other DX running buddy, run NXT because you need to. You got to have some time for what really matters in life, and it's not pro wrestling as much as I'd like to think it is. <laughs> no, I think that is what you do. I think you put Sean in charge of it because Sean is the same mindset as Hunter and Sean is a way better worker than Hunter. And, and that's not a dig on Hunter. It's, it's freaking Sean Michaels. He's There's a, not many better workers. He's in the top three of all time. Yeah. I mean, not many workers, but I think you do give Sean the reins and you don't take on that extra stuff, but it's still, it's all about the mind, no matter who's running it. Triple H, Xbox, Shawn Michaels, whoever. If it, it's it's the mindset of this is purely developmental to this is a show that we need to make something of, that's going to be the difference. Because Shawn's had his fingerprints all over it for years. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's, let's talk about Dynamite. But my final thought on, on Triple H and NXT for now, and frankly, Triple H as a whole, is don't do what Vince did, and that's this. One of his biggest mistakes in my view of the last 20 years, you surround yourself with yes men, you know, like, like, like now, cause I'll decide what's road all going to be. Is he really going to tell you when he thinks you're wrong? Nope. Is Sean really going to tell you when he thinks you're wrong? Yes. Sean, Sean. Yes. Because they're best friends and they can fight because they've had many of them in real life. Over yeah. The I years. think Sean for sure will tell him when but, something's not right. But don't surround yourself with glad handing yes men like Vince did. Because then you're no better than John Laurinaitis and, like I said, Bruce Pritchard would. Those two would. What, where's the murder weapon, Vince? Here, uh, that's that's how it works. That's why when people go, well, the old regime still got. Like I said I saw this comment so much online. The old regime still has too much power. As long as Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn are there, there's going to be things very similar to what Vince did because they come from what Vince said is gospel. There it is. We learned it from him. If if I'm a hunter, my trusteds, my inner circle are not Bruce Richard. Kevin if Dunn. you will, Sean and Mark, Sean and Mark, those are the only people that I because they are far enough from the situation. Yes, Sean is very involved with NXT. Undertaker's. Retired until he's not. Yeah. Um, hey, but they're so far removed from the situation and to where they don't technically need Triple H and the WWE no. to make a living. They can make a living off of their names. 
So they don't have to work. They're, they're not like the Bruce Pritchard's like, oh, my God, if I get fired from here, where the hell am I going to go? <laughs> Working for some, for PW, which is, if you work at PWG, I'm not knocking yeah. you, but the finances and the check that you're getting are going to be drastically different. So they're, they're worried about their jobs. Sean and The Undertaker, yeah. I'll, just, I'll go to Japan real quick, make a couple hundred thousand dollars and call it a day. Like I, I think they would be, and they have that type of relationship with Hunter. And the type of, I'm not going to take any bull crap, and I'm going to call it like I see it. I think those are the people you call. I'd say Chris, but Triple H is in Vince. And yes, yeah. Triple H and Chris don't hate each other, but they don't have the relationship that Chris and Vince had. It's the same reason, like I said about Goldberg last week, I don't, I don't expect to see Goldberg until we see Goldberg because the Goldberg and Vince relationship is entirely different from Goldberg and Triple H. They don't hate each other, but it's not the same bond of, hey, pal, you know, it's, eh, he's kind of a weird cat. It's kind of a weird <laughs> yeah, but cat. Yeah, but that's what Triple H says when he's knocking somebody but won't knock somebody. We go, oh, he's kind of a weird cat. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk a little dynamite. John Moxley defeated Timmy Guevara. Kind of saw that coming. Um, any thoughts on this match, McCarthy? I thought it was a really well done match. I think it's it 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 it, it strengthens my point from last week that as great as it must be to be triple a tag team champions with your fiance fiance. No, they got married. Did they, oh yeah, that's right. They did get married. That's great. That's cool. That's like, you can't write that story. Only that kind of stuff that happens by chance. But at the same time, it is hurting Sammy Guevara as a wrestler. Does he, he can still go. That's never been in question. He may do more flips than some people like, but he can go and he's talented. But he is a singles wrestler and he needs to get focused back on that. And he showed that last week on Dynamite with John Moxley. He reminded you how good he is. It's a reason Jericho picked him to be in the inner circle at first. The only guy he knew was Hager. Everybody else he had to meet for the first time when he decided who was going to be in it, you know, over time with right. Tony Khan. Right. He didn't know Santana Ortiz. He barely heard of Sammy Guevara, but he saw something in them. And, and that's what we all see in Sammy, you know, break, break down this weird gimmick that he's got right now and take that, strip that away and look at the performer. It, it's a stark difference. And he needs to get back to that singles performing to climb up the ladder because he he's a big reason why the TNT title got over. Sure. And he needs to be wrestling Wardlow for it. He was just as synonymous as Cody was with that title. I, I agree with what you. What do you make of his cryptic, cryptic tweets? Which one? One where he's basically saying that all, all things come to an end or something like that and Everybody will find out the next time he does a vlog or something like that. Uh, today he teased going kind of the Cody Rhodes route because uh, he said he sees all the negative stuff getting said about him, and it's like, well, what did I do? And and but let me let me read the direct quote that way I'm not getting it wrong. Um, I don't think that's I think Sammy. Here's what I think: Sammy Guevara I think stays in AEW, but I think he's take, I think he takes a sabbatical. He should. I, I think his I think a lot of because he's getting a lot of heat. Look, aside from and all kidding aside, let's be frank about it. You brought it on yourself. I have said on this show, I said it back in the Serenco studio, you do what you do in life to be happy, whatever. You know, I, I love Johnny Cash, so I can't sit here and criticize Sammy Guevara 
because the relationship with June Carter was born out of an affair. And frankly, a lot of people don't know this. John had affairs on June too, uh, because John was a very imperfect human being as we all are, but all kidding aside, the reality is this. They went on social media and social media is a toxic pool. Of and he's been getting heat ever since he broke up. What's her face? I can't remember her name. I ain't trying to be, I, man, I, right? I, I, I think so, but I don't remember. And that. so the reality is that it doesn't look good. And so he's been taking heat ever since that. And, and that's people's right because they're going to judge it because they wouldn't do the same thing. Right. Uh, like people aren't cheating every damn day of their lives. I'm not talking about you or I, I'm talking about a society. It, it happens a lot. And so people, unfortunately, are going to judge it because they sit around and sit on the Twitter Twitter cesspool. I don't care what Sammy Guevara does in his personal life as long as he's not murdering somebody. That's not my business. So, But you knew that when you went back on social media. You guys did the right thing when you went off of it because you should because, again, people are toxic and they suck and can't understand that things happen in life. Like, it just does. And so I think the heat he's getting, he brought on himself. The problem is, if you're going to make a decision like he did, where he, let's be honest, he probably had an affair and got with Tay and they fell in love, and that's great. Not my business. Don't care. But we have to realize when anyone does these sort of things, actions got consequences, When you're, especially when you're a public eye. You're going to take some heat. You're going to take some heat, baby. Yeah, that, I mean, that's fair. And because This was forever ago. In the grand scheme of things. Sure. Look, hey, I... There's no reason that they should be still getting heat for this. I, like, like they're it, getting more heat than Vince McMahon right it, now, but which it, makes no right. sense. But isn't that where it started? Because all kidding aside, well, yeah. he didn't get... Like, people were offended by his comments at Sasha Banks, but overall it was like, oh, we said a dumb thing and we all moved on. Like, no, it's been constant heat since then, and that's where that's the crux of it. And, and the problem is, Sammy Guevara can't decide... Where he's at on it, either revel in it, go ahead. What like if that if you're proud of the decision you made, if you love this woman, then go for it. Oh, I mean, I'm he revels in it if you've seen his social media. But there's there's the 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 group that's semi toxic that are just mad at him just because. Then there's the like mega toxic people that say awful things, probably death threats and everything else and his whole family. That's what he's referring to. Not, not this semi sane fan base over here that was a little upset with him, but most, most of us sane wrestling fans get it. Most sane people get it. Crap. What's the divorce rate in this country right now? Boatloads. The divorce rate is higher for 50-plus-year-olds right now because, because they're in loveless marriages. It's like, forget this. It's 2022. Peace. So it's it's and it's and a combination of things. And if if you're attacking Sammy Guevara online because of a decision he made, what, eight months ago, maybe, to leave his fiance and get with Tay, you need to reevaluate something. And, and, and I don't just mean your wrestling fandom. I mean your entire state of being 
Well, the thing that, and here, let me, let me give you the quote. During a new vlog on his YouTube channel, Guevara admitted he's aware of what's being said about him, and it's almost made him take a page out of the Rhodes book. Here's the quote. I also got pretty frustrated because I try to do and make a moment every time I'm out there, but somewhere along the way, I just got this crazy amount of hate, Guevara said. I don't understand really what I did, but I see it. People want to, want, want to see me go away. People say they're tired of me, blah, 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 blah. So while I'm in this negative mindset, I think maybe I should go away. Maybe this is it for me. I had a nice ride and maybe I need to go away to get y'all to appreciate me because that's what you guys do. That's what y'all did to Cody when he was in AW. You all hated him. And then he went to WWE and you guys love him now. Thoughts on that quote, Mr. McCarthy? It's a fair statement. It is. It is. It's a fair statement because do I like the gimmick right now? Not really. It's just not my... Thing. Maybe if I was more into AAA, but you're not in a tw- but you're not a Twitter troll. That I mean, no, I could care less. Or... I could care less. Yeah. It's just like you. It's not my personal life. It's yeah. I don't. I, I I don't I don't condone those things. But I here's my view on this. And some people this is going to be controversial. I think the people that say they never cheat or never would like I, when you say that. Would you really never, or would you, have you never gotten the opportunity? That one. Like, that's, like, that's. Well, no, I mean, okay, so no, I did have. So for for me, I never have. Right. I can't say that I never would. I mean, I'm not on a ship right now, but I can't guarantee, like. Because until you never know. Because until you're in that spot. I mean, all kidding aside, folks, let's go, let's, let's be real. I know it's unpopular. I know people aren't going to like these comments if they ever hear them. And that's the way it is. But let's be honest. Somebody of Tay comes at you, or even if you start pursuing them, if it goes somewhere, and and not that he should have been pursuing her, but sometimes it happens. It just does. And sorry, that's the way it goes. We all know that Johnny Cash pursued June Carter. It's the way it is. And and so if you have, quote unquote, an opportunity with somebody of that stature and those looks and it's not to knock anybody else for those to say they just never would you're stronger than me let me give you a visual aid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can i can we get that in the intro (laughs) let me give you a visual aid boom like so, but I think that's where this all stems from. Like now, you're now they're critiquing everything, but he was not hated until no, not until because, all this happened. Because nobody, because it's weird. He's more hated now than he ever was for his comments about Sasha Banks, and that statement was which is weird because it was a very reprehensible. It's so much worse. Like the <laughs> like, oh my god, no, we're not even going to talk about it yeah. really. But like that was so so much worse. I'm sure someone was playing that quote, seeing those Sasha Banks photos. Uh, <laughs> that we, uh, you know, the old, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that our yeah. man Deshaun Isaac called that moves called the child support. And I said, yes, <laughs> it is called the child support. That might be the funniest thing he's ever said. That was golden. <laughs> it's a brand new finishing move right there. Um, sorry. I mean, uh, to end the match, uh, to be clear. Not condoning anything, but I just we I felt like that's worth talking about because, look, people are human. We're all human beings. For God's sake, if you don't like Sammy Guevara, change the channel and quit getting these these sick fools are getting Twitter mentions. Shut up! Like like, 
Don't you have anything better to do? Like, I'm fine with commenting on someone's Twitter post. That's the point of social media. But when it's, I'm going to kill you or these sort of things or this nastiness, like, like, no. You can tell someone when you think they're wrong. I've commented on yeah. Tony Khan's post and been like, I don't, I don't like that or I do like this. But I'm not ever going to threaten this guy or say he's beneath me or, like, that's so stupid. Makes you look way worse than anything Simi Guevara has done or hasn't done. All right, let's talk more. Brian Danielson defeated Chris Jericho in a banger. They were beating the hell out of Did each you? other. Those are the loudest chops I've heard Chris Jericho give in years. It was snack, crackle, pop, echo. It was ridiculous. And this was a special main event. And if you didn't watch it, something's wrong with you. I mean, Chris Jericho's chest was purple. Uh, Brian Danielson's chest was beat red. It was, um, I cringed seeing Danielson do the flying headbutt. Not because I always do. Not because of he who people don't want to name. I'll say Chris Benoit. Uh, I saw someone on Bleach Report go, we ought to leave that move in the past. I don't care if we leave it in the past or not. What I care about is his neck and head issues. Yep. Um, and, and so I just, because I was watching Natural Payton, I was like, see, this is the stuff that Vince goes, please don't do that again because you're worrying me. Uh, and it worries me because it's a one wrong move. And and Well, I mean, so let's just be honest. That, that move should be left in the past, but not for what that guy tweeted for. I mean... There is a correlation with that move and bad and issues, just just issues. Period. Dynamite Kid, Benoit, issues, man. Went way south. And and Brian Danielson, he's had neck problems, so there's already been issues. It's not like he just started doing the diving headbutt. And it worries me because he said, and I know it was a promo, but but in AEW, there's a lot of realism in those promos. He said, "I will never willfully stop wrestling," and I was like, "People think Flair's crazy." Uh, like there are some people don't understand this about wrestling unless you're in the bubble like we are because you know Peyton goes to me you know because she's the flying head but she knows his history because I was in anatomy class at Columbus State when he unretired when it became clear he was going to wrestle again when it was announced on the WWE app that's right the WWE app wow that takes us back uh, and back when Cole was plugging it every two minutes um, and I went nuts, and she watches the flying headbutt with me during this match. She goes, doesn't he have a wife and kids? I said, yeah, he's married to Brie Bella. He's got to go. Like, so why is he risking it? I said, there's something about this business that anyone that loves this business, we're all willing to die for it. Because you, me, Napper, all right now, if, if it made sense to us, and, and we go get in there right now, and, and we would. See me do it a couple times. And would I die for it? Absolutely. I mean, I'm ready to go fight Onyx. Yeah, like I, I'm saying, I, I love this business. And if you're not, if you're not invest, if you don't get it, then you don't get it. Sting is risking paralyzation. Ric Flair's willing to die. Uh, we've seen the Undertaker hang on too long. We've seen uh, Ricky Steamboat getting back in there in November. Let's see Cody with half of his it, chest it, torn it, off. Triple H tore his quad. It, it like is, it's there. And so when, when, cause she didn't understand, it's like, no, there's, if you love this, it's an, it's a true addiction. It doesn't even matter if you're in it or not. It, cause we're all, the three of us are addicted to it. I can't, I, 
I can go maybe one week every now and again and not watch it, but I can't ever not look at it and. If I'm not watching it, I'm reading results. Yeah, I can't. Like, there's, like, there, I can't there's some remember. fact that I'm going to get from it. I don't remember. And, and uh, gentlemen, I think you can probably agree with me. Do you remember the last day you didn't discuss wrestling at all? The last day. I don't. Because every day we're in the chat and talking no. a little. Sometimes it's very little, but every day we're looking at wrestling. We're thinking about wrestling. I'm going to go home and watch wrestling. <laughs> like, it's... Uh, sorry, it's Tuesday. It's NWA Power Day. Uh, oh, it is NWA Power Day. And so, uh, yeah, it's just you love it. And did they make the right call? Let's let's ask this question. Did they make the right call, Brian Davis, and defeating Chris Jericho? I, I think they. I did. don't think so. I think of, they did because of Brian's injury history. I don't. I I don't think it's that serious. As far like, yes, if he hurts his neck again, it's ridiculously serious. But let, let's be honest, the most dangerous thing Brian Danielson does is that headbutt. I think a match with John Moxley is inherently dangerous. Not, be, not knocking John Moxley, but it's going to be a physical It is. It's going to be. But, and that's the style that Brian Danielson likes. And I mean, we, we've had this discussion about Ric Flair. Who are we to tell him yeah. what to do? Same with Brian Danielson. If he wants to go 100% full board, risk, risk himself and risk injury, all right. Let's go, pal. We've, we've already seen in a short time span that AEW is willing to just kind of figure it out when their champion gets hurt. I think that Moxley's had his chance to shine, did well in the pandemic, did well this summer. Jericho had his chance to shine just by carrying the company on his back. Uh-huh. Brian Danielson is probably one of the top deserving guys that should get that title. He can cut it. He cuts hell of good promos. He can go name recognition. He'll be a hall of famer. They, it, it just screams to me, give this title to Brian Danielson because yeah, if, at some point MJF's going to get the title. Is it going to be from Brian Danielson? Honestly, I certainly hope so because the promo battles alone, will be meme, record, repeat, worthy. And then you factor in that MJF is deceptively good at this thing they call pro wrestling, and you mix him with Brian Danielson, it's it's going to be magic. And because of who it is in Brian Danielson, I think that means more because they haven't interacted as much for MJF to take the title from him. Now, if they would have kept... if. If we wouldn't have this kerfluffle after All Out, then it would be total sense. Yeah. Keep it on CM Punk. Let MJF take it from him. The story's there. Now we got to create something new. Jericho and MJF feuded for a year, and that was almost October, nine short months ago when that was over, if that. Moxley and MJF, kind of the same thing. They've recently had a long-form feud. Now it's time to give us something new because Jericho can always wrestle MJF when MJF's the champion. Moxley can always wrestle MJF when he's the champion. But Brian Danielson and Moxley and MJF haven't started a story yet, and I want to see where they can go with everything with somebody new. I think that's where I'm at. I want Brian Danielson to hold it because he's new, and he's obviously there to get younger guys over, and I think it'll lead to something special with MJF. I agree. Uh, I've got a couple of comments to get to, uh, which is great for me. Uh, Yay. My better half says this is an awkward time to tune in, so I assume it was just during the. 
<laughs> Which is great, honey. I love you, but I was making a point. Uh, she said, "I'd throw my ring off for Chris Jericho." She, yeah, she Ooh. thinks he's. Yeah, she's See, I, I knew we were friends. Yeah. So she said, "I'd throw my ring off for Chris Jericho, honey. I love you. I was just making a point." It's uh, like, damn it, you didn't have to bust it out. So look, I, it's just uh, look. When I'm, when I'm gonna hypocrisy. Thy name is me. Rarely. Every now and then, we're all hypocrites sometimes, right? But overall, yeah. but overall, I'm going to call a spade a spade. All right, so let's talk a little bit more dynamite. Uh, we met the firm from Stokely <clears throat> Hathaway and and all those friends. Uh, um, pretty much, MJF now has a stable on retainer. He is not really a part of the stable; they more just kind of watch his back. Um, they made this try to feel like it was a is. Like it feels like Pinnacle 2.0 and feels just irrelevant. I don't understand the awkward hug between Big Kaz and Stokely, where Big Kaz didn't hug him at all. He's just there for the money. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with any of it. He's just like character-wise, you can tell it's like okay, so he's the odd man out in this group right now. Like he's there because yeah, he's paying me a lot of money. He's he's like the Wardlow, I guess. Yeah. But I, I and I don't think it's so much. Pinnacle 2.0 if they do it correctly. Because like you said, it's a stable for hire. They won't. Wow. Have faith, sir. It's a stable for hire. I did, and then Tony killed it. It was one time. Oh, my God. If more heels... Yeah, cry. If more heels pay for their services, and not just all five of them, sometimes you just need one heavy. If if that is what we're doing, I am on board 100%. If we're going full board, this is a straight-up stable, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. They, they should be doled out to the highest payer to help them win matches on their own. I agree. Some Morrissey's worth... And it twenty five grand and, a night, and okay. It, and it fits. It fits MJF. Frankly, we already kind of, uh, we already kind of saw it with Lance Archer and Jake Roberts because the last time we saw Jake Roberts on AEW TV was MJF paying off Lance Archer yeah. and Jake Roberts, and Jake Roberts was sweating like a whore in church. Because like, I don't uh, think it's MJF's personal like stable yeah. on hire. I think it's, it's they are on hire yeah. for anyone. It, so so we'll we'll see what happens uh, with the firm. Thoughts on the members of the firm? Anybody you would have added or subtracted or? Ethan Page has no business in another stable. No business whatsoever. Said it, boys. That man is entertaining as hell. He can go. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why is he not still vying for the TNT championship? He tried for it once. Once? He made it sound like it was the most important thing in the world, but you only went for it once? Another person that could get a good match out of Wardlow that's more than just power bombs. I love you, Wardlow. It's not your fault, but damn it. Can we do, can we have some competition and put people in places to succeed? Like, where'd Scorpio Sky go? Is he hurt? Where'd he go? Maybe he got, maybe, where'd he go? Maybe he was in the scrum. Where'd he go? No, his buddy Christopher Daniels was. And, and <laughs> she can't even make his bite marks. No, 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 I have yeah, not seen that. It's on his arm, and I mean, Ace still bit that. I bet he lie. did. 
crazy <laughs> bastard. All he's doing is trying to protect a dog, and he goes and gets bit by a person. Uh, Isn't that weird? Rescue a dog, and a person bites you. Who, that seems backwards to me, doesn't who, it, Travis? Who bites a person? Who seriously? bites a person? Did you see the Mark Snapper? I have not. I mean, yeah, I didn't know they released him. Like it's been, it's been every bit of three weeks, and they're still strong because I saw an image of, of Kenny in Japan. He's over there working. I saw out. the headline. That's and, right. And, okay, and, and I'm like, whoa, he must have bit the hell out of him. Like he was eating him. I mean, <laughs> he, he was, was eating him. <laughs> he looked like he was taking on a, you know, a tougher to chew out of steak. But all right, so in, what else you want to cover on Dynamite? Because there was a lot. Those are your three big things. Well, does Travis take anybody out of the firm or add to how the about, firm? How about you, Napper? What do you think of the firm? Would you what would you add or subtract to the firm? I, I'm kind of in the same boat. It, I'm kind of tired of it. If this is just a new stable, if it becomes like what McCarthy said, I, I'll I'll give it a shot. But <sighs> if this is just to help. MJF and they don't do anything else with it. Uh, I don't like it. But as far as adding or subtracting anybody, I'm not there yet. I wouldn't necessarily take anybody out or add anybody in because I want to see what they do with what they got. And I, especially with adding anybody, I feel like if you add anybody else, it just becomes too crowded and then it's already dead in the water before really even try to get it off the ground as far as subtracting anybody you, you almost have to let somebody hang themselves first before you let them go out of the group one i would have liked to seen w morrissey uh replaced with lance archer and jake roberts i know that's shocking i know but i can't believe you said that but i'm Sorry, I'm. I'm a I was being sarcastic I'm as a, hell. I'm a full fledged <laughs> member of the the fan club here. Damn it! So, but Lance Archer's gonna be on rampage next week, and hopefully, he'll have a oxygen deprived snake with him as well. Hopefully, uh, and I, not that I want Jay to be oxygen deprived, but no, but I know, I know what he, you it mean. Will mean that he have been. He's uh, he's uh, always oxygen deprived. That's why he has a machine. Yes. So um, let's hope so. Time to stop doing that mailbox money. Swerving our glory defeated Lucha Bros. Um, thought it was an okay match. I've got to be honest with you, and I'm not. I'm in no position to judge. Keith Lee's got to drop a little weight. He was so gassed. Yeah, he's got to. I'm not talking about a ton. 50, it never. It never felt like they got out of second gear. Yeah, it, it was a decent match, but it never felt like. I thought Keith Lee did too much of the work, and I thought he was gassed. I thought yeah. that's why. But like it, it just never felt like they were going anywhere with it because obviously they want the acclaim to take the titles off Swerve Without Glory. So why have the match in the first place? Yo, listen. Because yeah, it's I'm not complaining because I'm never gonna complain when the Lucha Brothers are on my television screen. Sure. If they are a prime example of what AEW could do for you if booked properly and you go out there and give it your all they're they're a prime example. I didn't know who they were. Now they're some of the one of the biggest tag teams in the world. Like that screams a lot. It's why they shouldn't have been fed to swerve in our glory and we should have just done something else. Like why why are they getting a title shot for one? 
that was that wasn't explained. For two, you're they're like the best tag team you have on the roster right now. Like, especially with Bucks suspended, yeah. especially with the Bucks suspended, and one of the few teams that can go toe to toe with the Bucks and it not be a complete spot fest. They, they, there are definitely times when those four are in the ring together and they're just going. Now, obviously, the, in those same matches, there are obviously times where there are way too many spots planned. But I think you see kind of what I'm yeah. getting at. No, I, I, as I've always said on this show, while I complain about the Bucks and Omega, I have never taken away from their talent. I never will. They're incredible athletes, and they can. And I think why I get so pissed at the three of them is I know they could do wrestling the way I kind of want to see it, and they don't. So I get a little, you know, a little Jim Cornette ish on them. Just because I, I think because I never have taken away from their talent, and I never will. I think Kenny's problem is he's still stuck in um, Japan. Japan, because the the, the finger here. pointing and everything yeah. else that was over as hell in yeah. Japan. But that that that's, that the here. things it's that you don't like, yeah. which is fine. You don't have to like it or not. Right. But like that's not American wrestling. He needs to make that jump to start to figure out how to. He doesn't need to change. He just needs to figure out how to incorporate his finger points into something else that is a little more charismatic and a little more, not charismatic, American charismatic yeah. as opposed to Japanese it, charismatic. It doesn't, you know, it's not a lack of, of, of charisma truly, but but there is, it's, it's a whole different world. That's why Hulk Hogan worked entirely different, even with the quote unquote same gimmick over in Japan that he did in America. Mm-hmm. He actually worked. That's why when people say, well, Hogan can't wrestle, I say, watch his Japan stuff. He can. He literally just chose not to because I don't have to and, and why, you know, work smarter, not harder, right? You know, as much as we don't like it, it's, you know, Hogan's always been this man. It makes sense. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on Dynamite before we move on to some Rampage? Because uh, the rest of the show, so. not a whole lot to write home about. Um, you know, I, this was a warm-up show for for Grand Slam, and it felt like it. I'm not knocking that. It just felt like you're you're going to this little appetizer next week. We're going to try to bring you a big old dinner. Did he do another one of those cinematic matches? Who? Ethan Mage. No, I'm I'm joking. God. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. I made it at six a.m. I'm just. Up. I thought it was funny. Oh. I just. It's. It's 7.45 at night, and I just now noticed, and I saw this at 6. Like, I mean, come on. Uh, Darby Allin defeated Matt Hardy. Uh, Good match. Nice nice contrast. Boy, you can tell they have no plan for Matt Hardy without Jeff Hardy because he wasn't even, again, he wasn't wearing any AEW-related items. He was literally wearing a wife beater and, and like. That's Matt, man. Go back to V1. Forget it, V1. Uh, Just do it. So, and then afterwards, which is the real kind of big, uh, kind of the, the reason to. Uh, talk about this is uh, all of a sudden the House of Black minus Malachi Black because he's taking some time uh, attacked Matt Hardy and then uh, Brody says you know Sting Darby get out here so oh there's the icon and there's and then next week on Rampage I think they didn't really specify they didn't specify what what match is happening on uh, it's going to be Sting and Darby versus what's left of the House of Black in a no disqualification match and I was like please. Don't hurt yourself there. I think that's for Rampage. I, I think Dynamite so is stacked. I think so too. Uh, Plus, they got what? It's but, two hours, so they got two hours to was, fill. But you have to admit, it was not 
specified. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it but was like, I, it's got to be. Okay, win. All right. Sure. They, they always, AEW does that. Like, they say stuff, and then you're not sure until you see their graphic come out on Twitter. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, that's what you meant. Oh, you meant then. Okay. And now and now with the, uh, any thoughts, uh, Napper, on the fact that uh, Sting, Darby, House of Black, next week, no disqualification. Any thoughts? I mean, it sounds cool, but it also kind of feels like... Hashtag pray for Sting. Uh, Hashtag pray for Sting. Right. And it continues like, the story. Brody doesn't like Darby. That's no, I'm okay. Something. Look, anytime I get Sting on the TV, I'm okay with it. That's fair. I'm not upset at that. Uh, it at least gives House of Black something to do. Yeah, and it gives Sting something to do. Because it... Because I know a lot of people were worried that they were going to fall off the wayside after Malachi got released. I, I think the new brainchild, at least if, if if or when Malachi comes back, is Julia needs to be the brains. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the smartest call. Well, because, I mean, you could even make it work with the storyline. You could have, you know, quote-unquote Harley Quinn and kind of the Joker. Guess what Harley Quinn gets in sometimes in the Joker's head? You can have Julia kind of pull Brody's strings so that's a good looking woman and a big man to have being pulled the strings. It works. The story it does. works. It works. Uh, uh, next, Chris Jericho wants the Ocho. That's what this uh, this ty- this episode is named after because he didn't like Claudio's uh, promo. Essentially, it was like, "Hey, stop it!" Uh, you know, what I've never won before. The Ring of Honor runs out. You know what I'm going to try to win next week? The Ring of Honor. He said, "That's right. I'm going for the Ocho." <laughs> it was so I, hilarious. I, I was like, "Oh no." Hell no. And as soon as I saw that, I said, that's the episode title. I'm going for the Ocho. And see, and and it's stuff like that, why I do things the way I do. Things that are fun to say tend to get over. Sometimes it doesn't work, but you got to keep saying it. Yeah. That got over. Everybody loves it. Works for I'm hoping for a t-shirt. I I know, right? Like, I don't want to see Claudio's run end. But I do because it's Chris Jericho and I want a shirt of the Ring of Honor title with Chris Jericho holding the Ring of Honor title and he's never won it before. And and, and it's it's almost like except Ring of Honor's not new and Tony purchased it. It's almost similar to how he carried AEW on his back. I mean, like if so He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. He's going to win the Ring of Honor world title. Three months down the road, we're going to have some streaming news, and he's going to carry Ring of Honor on his back until there's someone that is elevated to nearly his level. Claudio's almost there, so it shouldn't really take that much time, Mm -hmm. but you don't want them to just trade it back and forth. See, there's always a plan, Travis, and the plan is always Chris Jericho. Sounds like a stupid plan from Bad Creative to me. Wow. Wow. You can't use his words against him, sir. Well, I can, and I did. We'll, we'll see if he gets the Ocho. I, I am WrestleFit champion. I can do whatever I want. Thank you. I thought you were stripped. That, this is a PG show, sir. You, you, were, you, are a, you are a former, former WrestleFit champion, sir. Don't you, don't you see the belt on the T-shirt? That's a former sure. champion's shirt. No, current is the real belt. I don't see the real belt. Wow. wow. I mean, am I wrong? I, I'm not. I'm not going to comment on it because, well, I don't want to hurt Napper's feelings. 
I mean, I'll go uh, if, if if that's all it takes. I'll go make me an Arnold Championship shirt real quick, and me and Onyx will throw down. Be like, I'm the champion. No, you're no. I he's the, I know, right? I want to see it. Uh, see your logic. Now I'm fighting Onyx. God bless America. Samoa Joe defeated Josh Woods. I've been playing all along to see me get destroyed by Superman Onyx. Thanks, buddy. Yes, yes. Samoa yes. Joe. You know what? It does sound oddly fun. Yeah. And then I'll come in with a briefcase and steal the show. Any other thoughts on Rampage before we, before we run those ropes? Anything you want to touch on? No. It's good that Penelope Ford, two weeks in a row. Yeah. I like Penelope Ford. She can go. She's good. She's gotten hurt a couple times. She got a degree while she was wrestling for AEW. She might be my favorite for reasons, but still, it's nice to see her on TV two weeks in a row. I'll bet that's the same number. Uh, so with that, we'll, we will talk about Rampage in full next week. We'll talk about Dynamite in full. Grand Slam. It's going to be big. I was going to be huge. Any, any plan on the, uh, any any prediction on who's going to win that battle royal next week to get the world title shot? Who's in it? Anybody? Uh, Lance Archer, Cup members of Zara Quarter. Um, uh, Jake Roberts, Breathe the Machine. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to hate it because it means he's going to lose. No, no, no. no. It, it's still, I'm still not going to like it because either way they're going to lose. Okay. It's either going to be Lance Archer or Brody King because Daniel Bryan has this weird fetish with fighting dudes that are like three times his size. Give me a Jake Bryan Danielson. I know, right? Gold. See, let's go right there. Gold. I'm a genius. Plus, they're polar opposite lifestyles. <laughs> like, Dan's going to be like, see, this is why. Look at you. And look at me. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, now it's time. Before we get out of here, we got to run those ropes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's run those ropes. All right. WWE is reportedly, you saw this report, didn't you? WWE reportedly considering inducting old Vinnie Mac, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, damn it, into the Hall of Fame next year, WrestleMania 39. Uh, do you think there's any chance of that happening given the heat he currently has? Or are they just going to ignore that? Or, you know, because uh, I think we all agree that Vince deserves some sort of actual farewell. If that's what this is, uh, thoughts, Mr. Napper. You wasn't ready. I, I think it's going to happen. Hell yeah, pal. Hell yeah. How about you, McCarthy? Honestly, and listen, listen, before I get all this out, I wait till 40. It has nothing to do with the scandal and everything else that's going on. 40? That's a milestone. The man whose idea it was should be inducted during a milestone event. 40 is a milestone, and there ain't no way in hell we can wait 11 years till 50. So do it at WrestleMania 40. Give the man his due for creating what we love. 
by giving it to him at 40 because that's a big deal. Like, yeah, WrestleMania 39, that's a big deal, but 40 is a milestone. Sure. Every 10 years, it's a milestone show. You wait till then. And and, and, and and like I said, nothing to do with what's going on with investigations and scandals and whatnot. I think he deserves to be inducted in the Hall of Fame on a milestone show. It's like they missed the boat on the Macho Man. The year he died, they should have inducted him and moved WrestleMania to the shoe. He's from here. He could have been he could have been the headlining Hall of Famer, and we could have had WrestleMania in the horseshoe. He missed the boat. They can't miss the boat this time. Rain's too much here in the spring. Because they don't put a tarp over the ring. They don't care about the fans. They cover the ring. All right. They did it at WrestleMania. They got rained out during the pandemic, remember? All right. Uh, like two hours. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on if Vince... Uh, obviously, he's going to go in someday. question is kind of when, and that would be a huge moment because, you know, there's that'll be the first time Vince appears for WWE where he's not the boss of WWE. Oh, dude, see, so that's why you wait even longer. I mean, moment. not wait too longer till 40, but, right. like, that's why you wait till like, 40. Like, that's a... That's a it, it'll be such a weird moment when he's on TV and you're like, but you're not. Like, you're just like, this is weird. You're talent right yeah, now. Weird. Like, what? So where do I have lunch? <laughs> where do I have lunch? Um, that catering table back there, Vince. Or maybe, or maybe they bring back the Vince's office sign. Just give him a special one right there. It's in the bathroom. Uh, so that, that'd be interesting whenever that moment comes. Uh, it, have you seen the Jeff Hardy rumor? Uh, Jeff Hardy reportedly close to finishing rehab and, and coming back to AEW or returning to the ring is how the report was but I assume it's with AEW because, to our knowledge, he's still under contract. Um, do you think Jeff Hardy is getting close to an AEW return, McCarthy? I don't think so. I think because they're allowed to take independent bookings with approval. So I think it's smart for Jeff to take independent bookings, get back in shape. Because, like, I mean, even three months away from the ring, you are not in ring shape. Sure. I don't care if you're running 10 miles a day and lifting weights six hours of your 24 hours in a day. You're, you, there's just not. It's like game shape for football. There, there's no way to replicate it. You just got to get in there and do your best. And you know, scrimmages and squash matches for wrestling is a way to do that. But he can go to indies and really get back to where he wants to be. And I don't know where they are on the length of suspension because it wasn't just rehab that Jeff had to complete. He also has to prove that he's going to stay this way. I don't know what the timetable on that is. That's, that's hard because, uh, and, and obviously he should at have least to like a pattern of behavior that shows me because, that you're not in rehab. You're out doing whatever you want, whenever you want. And you're not falling in your holes uh, three months. Okay. Cause you can't say that Jeff Hardy's never going to relapse again. No, like he might, he might, but not, he, he needs, hope, but yeah, let's hope with an, with an, with an addict, you can't say, well, he's not going to, he's, he's not going to relapse again. So yeah, it's tough. Uh, Napper, did you see there was reports about Jeff Hardy? And do you think he's yep. getting close to an AEW return? I agree, I agree with Jason. I don't think he's getting close because number one, I, I think his suspension is not over. Uh, we don't know that for sure, but I'm not I'm not sold that it's over with. Um, and, and honestly, the whole independent booking thing, I wouldn't even let him do that. I, I wouldn't. I, I would find some way to make it so he cannot take independent bookings for the moment. If you want to bring him, if you want to bring him in, bring him in strictly as some sort of manager or just 
outside of the ring style of booking. Do not put him in matches. Do not put him in any sort of storylines that don't involve, that involve him getting in the ring. He is strictly to remain at, at the apron. And that's about it. What? If you bring him back in, your idea is easy. Those clauses, if Tony says no, you can't wrestle for somebody else, period. But but yeah. but why are you so against him getting back in the ring right now? Mostly the independent bookings because I think that environment is too toxic for him. I think being in an environment where he's in independent booking, where he's not around, I'll, I'll say this loosely, but professional professionals. Yeah. No. I think... I think would be detrimental to his health. I think he would very, very likely relapse. And that's something he cannot afford. And I agree with you, which is why I say, I think you can bring him back to AEW because uh, that's going to be a much more structured environment. Uh, I I would, because let's, let's keep in mind, he did not relapse to our knowledge uh, during his time in AEW. It was during some sort of like, independent meet and greet slash concert thing uh, where he was talking about whiskey's his best friend and then takes a shot. Now we don't know if he may have been drinking beforehand during his time at AEW. I have no idea that there's been some reports. He was been some reports. He was, I don't know I mean, if he, if he can not, but I think he'll destroy his well being. It, it's all right. Like I think he's most structured in AEW because you'll have your brother to kind of watch your back. And cause that didn't really work out the first time. Well, like Matt said, though, I can't watch him every second. Well, exactly. Day. But, like, I mean, and, like, to, to Travis's point, yeah, Indies might be a little too toxic for him. But, you know, we did kind of just see this from Moxley. He I, came back, and he did indie bookings first, and that was the first thing everybody said. Oh, I'm worried about him yeah, going yeah. to Indies. I trust it's John Moxley's judgment a lot more than I do Jeff oh, Hardy's. I, I do, too. I do, too. I think there there's definitely um, – John Moxley is definitely stronger – mentally as a person and I think that's because of the way he lived. I think it's his a life. support system. Well it's not only a support system, but if you read his book, that man's been through some shit. Yeah. So his right. his, his mindset is different than Jeff Hardy. He's not saying that Jeff Hardy hasn't been through right. stuff, but some of the stuff Mox had to go through, it, it puts you in a different mindset to where so like Jeff Hardy had all this stuff to go through. Moxley's is just a little bit more serious. Either you get over that hump and you're strong mentally or that hump keeps you there and it weakens your mental state for that. And and there's no way of knowing for any one person until it happens. Like, I'm not trying to be like, John Moxley's better because he was able to kick this. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody handles it differently. Yeah, they they handle it differently. Their mental processes are different and addiction is different for every person. Um, I feel like the storyline might be pointing to him coming back because it felt like... Matt Hardy needs some backup here. Well, the obvious kayfabe answer, because, you know, he got run down by the House of Black. Well, if that is a continuing theme, we have no idea if it's going to be. But if that is, for some reason, a continuing theme, you know, when I think Matt Hardy's backup, I don't think Darby Allen and Sting. I think of the one and only, a man who marches to a beat of his own drummer, well, Jeff Hardy. So do you understand why kayfabe, I kind of thought, are we... And plus, Matt talked about on his podcast or an interview, I can't recall what exactly. I think it was his podcast. But he, but he talked about that we're about to find out about Jeff's future. And, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's, they've had that meeting and all right, let's try this. And uh, I don't know. 
but storyline wise, I when I saw him get beat down, I thought, is this where we start to see the seeds planted for Jeff Hardy? Because the first thing to do with him in any company is take him with his brother. No, no, what you do is what you do is you bring in Matt Morgan. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. All right. Uh, lastly, because... Those two were fired with that gimmick. Come on. Lastly, before we get out of here, Malachi Black taking some time away from wrestling, but he made this comment. He made this comment. I want to get some thoughts on it before we get out of here. I know we're running a little over, but we started a little late, so technically we aren't. Uh, I want to I wanna try... Let's, let's, I'm going to send it. That way I just can see it. Promises in my professional field were not upheld. Um... Which most people are thinking that that is Malachi saying that he wasn't happy with AEW's booking. Um, did you see those? Co- well, you did now because I sent them to you. Uh, what do you make of that? Uh, Malachi Black did work one independent date, and he had a speech afterwards where he said, "Look, I'm, I'm taking some time to recalibrate. Give me some time." He said maybe a few weeks, few months to recalibrate, and then I will answer any questions. I, he, he I was so glad to see that promo because it made me. F- you know, we get those reports and you think, is this person spiraling to a place that is hard to come back from? I didn't get that vibe once I saw the promo. I saw a guy that's burned out, not not I'm on the edge. Uh, did you see that promo? I didn't see it, but I know what yeah. you're talking and, about. And and I got, I read I, some of I, it. And I got the vibe watching it. I was like, he's not, you know, and that doesn't mean he isn't. I just feel much better because I got the vibe of he just needs some time, not, not I'm on the edge of really going places. Um, and then what do you make of those comments that professional uh, promises in my field were not upheld? That's an interesting comment to make. And considering he just got released from AEW and not WWE, I'm going to assume he's talking about Tony Khan and I not th- Vince. I think it's both. Because he he literally got his release from WWE and like a month later, he was in AEW. So he's had all these promises thrown at him by two different companies. And I, I, I don't know what AEW promised him. I don't know what Vince promised him. I'm not saying AEW's promises not coming through was worse. I'm not saying WWE's promises not coming through was worse. I'm just saying there's been a lot in that man's life through the, the, the pandemic. His wife got fired. Then he gets released. Then he signs with AEW. Then his wife gets rehired by WWE. You're not where you're at right now, booking wise, where you want to be. You got a killer story though. Like, but but maybe he was promised a championship run and he hasn't gotten it. I don't know. I'm not privy to those conversations. But I think it's a combination of everything because he didn't really take time off per se in between all of this stuff. He just kind of kept was, going. Yeah, it was like one month of, of of inactiveness. But even then, the character even kind of carried over in yeah. AEW because remember he was doing this tells of the Dark Father thing which we thought finally Vince has got a plan for him. And then like three weeks later, after these vignettes start, Vince and company cuts him loose. So we don't know what Vince might've told him with the tales of the dark father gimmick. And then budget cuts, pal. Uh, and then we don't know what Tony Khan might've said. Look, we'll, we'll fix that. what Vince tell you? Oh, we'll do even better than that. Um, exactly. And we so, don't, we so don't yeah, know. That, that's, that's, that's tough. Uh, Napper thoughts on uh, Malachi black status in pro wrestling and that, the comments about professional promises in his field were not upheld. And did you see the comments he made in that independent booking promo? Yeah, I saw the comments both when you sent it to to us and I've seen them. Okay. 
As far as the comments go, I, I think McCarthy's right. Probably a little bit combination of both. I think it's probably a little bit more heavy on the AEW side, at least for the moment, just because that's the kind of fresher, newer instance, probably, of promises that probably weren't capable. I think you're. I think you're right. I think he was probably promised a championship run or close to it. Even like even the TNT title, like he, he had all those feuds with Cody. And everything, and it kind of seemed like it was building towards a championship opportunity. It was building towards him maybe being in the spotlight for a world title shot, possibly, and it just didn't happen. He kind of got relegated to mid card. He got relegated to you know tag team matches and stuff like that, and that's that's not where he really belonged. Not to say that he can't thrive there, but. They built him up when he first came in, and then you just kind of dropped the ball with him. Uh, and WWE did that a lot too, but you know, just kind of going off recent recent events, right. like like that was a serious, serious drop off. So I can see why he would feel that way, especially when it comes to AEW. With with WWE, I mean. They dropped that ball completely because they built him up so much when they first came in and did absolutely nothing with him. At least with AEW, he had somewhat of a decent story uh, with the House of Black and a good buildup. But again, same story, it, it fell off. And as far as his future, I could see him wanting to go to WWE and come back. Um, a, because I think he maybe trusts Hunter a little bit. And, you know, they have that connection probably from NXT. But at the same time, I think it's also just, I think it would be better for him mental health-wise. No matter what happens uh, professionally, I think for his sake, even if it maybe won't make him happy professionally, I think the best thing for him is go to WWE just so he can at least have that time with his wife more often. I know she's not on TV because of the injury and everything that she's dealing with. But at least they'll be able to like ride together and you know spend more time together on the road, what have you. So I I think for his sake, at least mental wise, he should probably do that. Now here's here's my question regarding the Malachi Black thing. You guys heard him come out and be like, "This is my personal business. This is my story. This should have came out when I wanted it to come out." No one should be discussing my mental health right now because I didn't say anything. Sure. All right, so we all kind of pointed the fingers at the Bucks because CM Punk, right? Okay. Is Malachi Black going to go to the young Bucks about his mental health problems? I'm not trying to start rumors. Let's let's just get all this out of the way first. Not trying to start rumors. I am not trying to berate or besmirch, or say that this is true. None of that. Outside looking in as someone that's been in management, someone has an issue outside of the workplace that needs fixed. Sure. They don't go to the assistant. They go to the manager. Malachi Black more than likely told Tony Khan and maybe Shivani about what was going on. Are the punks the leakers? Like I said, I'm not trying to start shit. I'm not trying to like... Are the bucks? Yeah, are the bucks the leakers? Or is it Tony? And I'm not trying to be like, oh, Tony's leaking all this stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But do you 
after everything that's happened these past three weeks, we have to look at this whole thing. We got somebody over here saying my mental health had no, no one had any business knowing that I had mental health issues right now. Well, who'd you tell? And, 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 and technically, technically, if he told Tony Khan and Tony Khan let that slip, that's against the law. That's a HIPAA violation. So, yes, I love AEW. I love Tony Khan, but we have to look at this in a professional manner that says, was it the EVPs or is it Tony? Is is he doing it on purpose or stuff just come out because he's not that great in an open forum, open mic type of situation? And that is where, again, and not to, we're not opening up this can of words, we don't have the time, we're already running over. But that is where, again, perhaps the wrong venue, wrong way, yes. But again, did CM Punk have a point? Did he though? If he's pointing the finger at the wrong people, he didn't have a point. But but nonetheless, it's an issue you need to stop. So, it does. So either so either I'm way, glad, I'm glad we're no, no matter what. I'm glad the issue's being raised, even because well, we're, all right, it's not coming from the Bucks. Where's it coming from? Then? Where's it coming from? And 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 before I I would have had no inclination. Now it's like I mean, is, is Tony doing this? Uh, or, or the I don't I don't want to think the, that the Bucks doing this is Kenny Omega doing this because those are the only people because um. Malachi Black doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to just share that with everybody in the world. No. He made that very clear. So that means a very select few. You're going to your true. boss. And so if maybe Tony Khan told the Bucks or Omega because they're right-hand men, and you shouldn't then, but it's I can even, kind of understand that. Even with HIPAA laws, that's still... Yeah. I, I'm saying as a human being, yeah. I kind of understand that. And then if one of them, especially then, because I, I believe they're leaking some things because there's some things. Everybody does. There's, I, there's a small handful of wrestlers that I believe have never leaked anything to the press. Yeah. Um, Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Sean, probably Hunter, and Foley. That's about it. I, that's... Um, that's all I got. I don't. I, I think The Rock and Austin have leaked stuff before. Like, but those five, I'm pretty sure never have. Uh, for what it's worth, breaking news: NXT kicked off with Shawn Michaels uh, stripping solo psycho, solo psycho of the NXT North American Championship. Said he wasn't chosen wow. to compete in that match last week. Uh, there'll be a fatal five way at Halloween Havoc to determine the new champion. Nice. So we'll we'll leave you on that note. We'll marinate on that. We'll talk about it next week. And always remember, uh, especially in these times of mental health, um, if you need some help, reach out. If you're feeling down, reach out. Uh, we love you. And trust me, people would rather hear your story than attend your funeral. I promise you that. Be well. Be safe. Love yourself and love others. Uh, we'll see you next week. In the ring. Ding, ding. We're clear. Hey, buddy. Hi. Oh. <sighs>
Good show, good show. Good show, buddy. Good show. We ran a little over, but we started a little late, so we'll call it even. I'm going to jump off and get something to eat. All right, buddy. Good show. All right. Uh, how'd you like the new job? I, uh, I enjoy it. You know, a little, little boring at times. It, it kind of feels like they don't really have anything to do if nothing is on fire or, you know, so to speak. Right. Like they mostly set up everything overnight and then kind of in the mornings, it's like you're just there to put out fires. And if, you know, if somebody needs something for setting up whatever, whether it be a projector or whatever, they, uh, that's whenever I get to move. But for the most part, it's a lot of sitting down. It seems like, which is okay. I mean, it still beats the school. I was going to say, it probably still beats the shithole, huh? Yeah, it just beats being in that toxic environment. Like, I got sick and tired of that. So. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, uh, when you get the... And it's more money and more hours, so I can't complain. Hey, that's... uh, There it is, brother. Well, hopefully, when you get the routine down, we'll see you right back here in person. Yeah. All right, buddy. You get you something to eat, and we'll, uh, we'll see you. All right, buddy. All right. Later. Later. Oh, man.